Welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, D. Dylan Bear, and Ryan Griffin, delivering the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. Uh, what's up, folks? I had an intro all written and ready to go, but we're just going to kick right into it right now because we've got a debate going on, an argument between two of our better <laughs> knowledge selves here on who has more of an insight and an inside into the gaming industry. Now, I'm not on even one side, hang on, on one side <laughs> we have got D. Dylan Bear, who oh, is here we go. your your beautiful, wonderful, friendly manager or something at GameStop. And on the other side oh is Stop. Paul Rochon, who credit. apparently was on some <laughs> board of directors for testing of something video game-wise. I this don't really know is, This here. is what I'm but talking about. Here we How go. How dare so you? We, uh, clearly, we already I'm have some animosity crying. going on here. So this we figured we'll just so, get this hashed out right here You tainted his mind with your made-up shit. We just started early. Uh, we just started early. This is the worst part. Is uh, again, I'm not even arguing that anymore. Because to be fair, in retrospect, like yeah, Paul worked with pro gaming, so like he know, he has been with industry people. The problem is, is his framing that he's on some board of directors is what you're talking about. That is not <laughs> what not that on anything. No. was. He was a playtester who told high res, "Hey, here is the balancing that needs to happen. That's it." He Wait, wasn't making some hard at line a little bit how that like, he like, said that's and not I even quote, I still get the emails. A little bit how that went. I like, hate I'm, this. I'm picturing, I'm picturing the, Grandma's Boy. Was Paul Grandma's Boy? Like, is that what we got going on here? Is that what Paul did? I don't know what that means. <laughs> you never seen that I don't movie? Yeah. That reference. You never seen I Grandma's either. Boy? That's a damn shame. Uh, that movie is underratedly it's hilarious. It's old, isn't it? It seemed like it was too Paul low for Ryan, have you seen that? Comedy Central like a thousand times a day. <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't, I, dude, I didn't watch Comedy Central unless it was South Park. And how now old I have Hulu, is that movie? So. Uh, uh, 2000. I don't know. What is it? 2000 or 2001? No, 2000 or no, 2001. It's way, it's way older than. Is it older? Yeah, it's really okay. old. Oh yeah, dude, they're playing like in '64. It was one of the first uh, Happy Madison films. Paul, you've seen Adam Sandler movies? Most of them. All right, you've seen Happy Gilmore. Of course. His caddy, the homeless dude. Yeah. Main <laughs> character. Um, nice, nice. It's also got Nick Swartzen in it. Nice. It's got... It's Whoa! It's, that's my well, man. You, I love Nick Swartzen. No! That's my oh man. Oh, my God. You, if you, did you ever... I will not be upset about this movie. Swartzen that's all I'm going to say. Oh, have, you, have, you, have you guys ever watched Nick Swartzen's Pretend Time? Yeah. I have, and it's awful. It, no, it's so good! What Dude, is wrong with Dylan, you saying you like Dylan, Nick Swartzen? I'm not surprised on your take on this, and I'm not surprised on Paul's take on this. Paul, watch this movie. You'll be happy you did. <laughs> it's so good. No, it's so good. I'm Dude, appalled right the ex- now. No, I'm, no, the watch worst part, Grandma's the, Boy. You'll be very happy you did, I promise. In the, the worst best, part is he's going to sit there and say Bucky Larson, born to be a star, should have won an Oscar. Like, the, dude, the best yourself. On his show, his the guest that so he had, I can't remember his name, the guest he had most of the time was the guy who voices Archer. So maybe it's not Are you kidding me? H. John Benjamin. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Arby's commercial. Who guy. also does? Yes, the Arby's commercial guy. Are like, you shut up. kidding he did me? Archer well before that. God, uh, yeah, he also had his own show, and he also swine. does Bob's Burgers. He also had his own show, like where it was actually He's him, not awesome. a drawing of him of, of like characters, but he actually has, him. He has a beautiful voice. Yes, he does. Bob's <laughs> also, Burgers Archer out with a movie in 2021, also, I think. That's fantastic. Oh yeah, they are. 
A archer jumped the shark, though, sadly. Whoa! Oh, yeah. You shut huh. your whole mouth. Dude, okay, when's the, la- when's the last season you've seen? Do you want ants? Um, the co- <laughs> when they were dealing cocaine. Yeah, that was, like, the last good one. After oh, Vice, no. after Vice, it, dude, it's bad. Well, that makes me really sad. I've been, I've been banking them. Ugh. Alright, can we so get that's to it? This is what we got. Really? That was it? That was it for the fight? I was expecting a much longer fight than this. It wasn't a fight because, like, I, my argument wasn't even what it was. Right? And also, yeah, you are tainted. derailed. <laughs> no, your mind is tainted by Paul's verbiage, and I hate it, but, that, like, you, my mind's not tainted at all. You have a chance to you straighten said, out board right of directors. You, okay, so the... The way that game's... Spe- in his defense, his I'm, manager I'm is busy right now. He can't get oh her to vouch. Alright, so here's here's the thing. The way that games work, especially longer games that have competitive scenes, as Paul said, there has to be balancing. So, as an example, if I were to take Madden, for example. Madden has player rankings, right? And they're out of a scale of 99, what have you. Every game has those scales with their characters. And there are people, like Paul was, who played it professionally, knew the ins and outs as much as anybody. And they had to tell the developers and the people who code and what have you, hey, I can exploit, like, I could exploit Marshawn Lynch, Lynch's breaking tackle by pressing up on the R stick, basically. That was what he did was, hey, here are the things that are broken about the game. Fix them in your next content update. That was it. He wasn't sitting there saying, hey, let's go and make more loot boxes, or let's sell this, or whatever, like he had any say in the matter. He was just there as an advisor at best. A glorified He said one. having zero idea how high-res was ran and how close in it it was. But oh, that's okay. Oh, God. Your hippie communal bullshit. I mean, it was Stop literally it. essentially a family operation. Oh, my God, no. Extremely no. close nope. people. Nope. Oh yeah, super, super close. How, what are you getting paychecks from them right now? Is that what's happening? Are you getting stuff from high res for? Yo, for do you slight? get residuals? He's yeah, is that slight. happening? Just He's slight. president of the company. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. He not knows. Anymore. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> All right, you've completely invalidated yourself. Can we please move on? Yeah, Come I've on. invalidated myself. I don't. I didn't even need to say anything. You've already done that for me. So, in what form, buddy? <laughs> Did you like, not hear yourself? Is that like, is that like the I'll give you two ninety for your sixty dollar game form or? Whatever, dude. <laughs> Again, you moved the time. I wasn't even arguing for myself. I I I was incorrect and I overstepped. But you're going even further than that. I didn't go anywhere. Actually, you know what? You're right. You didn't go anywhere. So let's move on. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. All right. Well, welcome to Sports Carnage. One side of that was Dylan Bear. The other side was Paul Rashan. You heard a little bit for like a hot second. Ryan Griffin. I'm Matt Basson. Uh, we got NBA and NHL playoffs to get to. We've got the final eight. Nope. Elite eight and the finals. Uh, yes? No? The gauntlet round. The gauntlet. Wait, we're not getting to the finals? Not today. Okay, no. we got the gauntlet round of the Marvel Cinematic Universe bracketology. Uh, and then, of course, Grizzly Takes. So, going on as we speak right now, Game 5, Toronto and Philadelphia in Toronto. And the Raptors are handling the Sixers going into the second half right now. Uh, 60 to 41 at this point with 40 seconds left in the first half. Uh, On your other dial, NBC Sports Network, 
We got game seven again in hockey. Shocking. Like how that's like the fourth or fifth one so far through the playoffs already. Uh, between the stars and the blues. And we've got some pretty good playoffs going on right now, gentlemen. The East is set. Boston, Carolina. Should be a very good Eastern Conference Finals. West closer oh, yeah. to set. NBA always behind hockey a little bit as far as where you are. You're in the middle of the second round right now with three very good series and one head-scratching series as the Celtics took game one and have looked like absolute crap ever since the second half of game two. Uh, you, I think they lost both games by double digits in Boston. Have you seen uh, how Kyrie, Kyrie is 15 for 44 in, this, in the two games in Boston? Like, just awful. Kyrie play. on that Carson Edwards shit. I mean, the last one was even worse. I mean, Giannis goes off in a tie game with his fourth foul, and he comes back, and the Bucks are up 10. How you losing to the bench of the Milwaukee Bucks? He doesn't have that much help. Oh, how they're losing to the Bucks Because every player on the Celtics sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gordon Hayward is averaging like four points a game. The last two games or something, he's a max player. I didn't even know that he existed anymore. Well, I mean, you know, it takes a little bit to come back from what he suffered the first game of the season last year. To be fair, apparently he hasn't. No. I mean, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they were only going to regress. Jalen Brown's probably better than Jason Tatum is, but his regression you could probably see from a mile away. You still taking Jason Tatum over Kyle Kuzma? Me? Yeah, you. Shit, yeah. Kyle Kuzma sucks. (laughs) Um... Ooh. But yeah, praising D'Lo and he's hitting the same numbers as Kuzma, but Kuzma sucks. D'Lo is an All Star and he led the teams to the playoffs. The he's Kuzma. in the East. In the East. That's a, see, that's not a thing. These series have been proven. The, there's some much better teams this year. I, I don't. Well, agree. the top four in the East. Are yeah, we talk about the, we ain't talking about the top four in the East, Dylan. We talking about Orlando, Chicago, Detroit, Brooklyn. Oh man, like these are not Bro- good teams. Uh, uh. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. You get off of D'Angelo Russell in his weed. Leave my mans alone. This dumb. Oh, my God. I'm going <laughs> to use a fake can to go through an airport. Ah, he was he was planning ahead. That's all. That is. He has never he, come like, across as you, an intelligent. You can't, even, you can't even bring liquids on a plane. Like, that's the funniest <laughs> part. Even if they searched your bag. Like, <laughs> right, seriously. So, that anyway. actually. I was going to say that was the second dumbest one behind Damon Stoudemire, who wrapped an ounce of weed in tin foil or aluminum foil and put that in his carry on bag. <laughs> but you can't even bring a drink onto a plane anymore through the security. So, what are you doing with a fake Arizona can? Like, nah, officer, don't worry about it. It's not actually a drink. <laughs> I use it to hold wait, wait. stuff. It's, it's, it's just my weed cover. Oh, go go right ahead. Oh, and I can't fly with that either. Damn. When you when you said fake Arizona, I I thought like maybe you put a fake label on. No, where instead no, of you know those Palmer, cans you can buy? It was John Daly. Big ass Pepsi cans and Arizona iced tea cans, and the bottom unscrewed. No, I'm I'm aware. Yeah, no, I I thought you meant like he put like a knockoff, like a John Daly on the cover instead of Arnold Palmer. I was like, oh, okay, cool, awesome. <laughs> no, he was dumb. But I I haven't watched any of the NBA playoffs, I'll be honest. Of course not. <laughs> I've, I've been watching NHL. I've been watching Carolina very closely. Storm surge, man. They Not on nonstop. <laughs> I get that, but, like, I've been and watching. And when they are on, it's I, only for three hours, like two and a half hours. Like, you've got plenty of time outside of that. In fairness, I will say this. I like Paul has poisoned my mind in that watching Houston 
just exist has made me hate the NBA now. But there's I other, despise there's, that they there's exist. There's other series. There's good series going on. But well, Houston but is there. Denver and Portland it's are putting funny. on a very entertaining basketball game every night so far. Houston hasn't even gotten their calls this series. That was their whole it's complaint. It's not about the first that. Two no, games. it's about the analytics and how they play the game. It's wrong. They uh, suck. You guys know I've Wait, complained about it a thousand times. The endless chucking of threes is not exciting. It's boring. It makes yeah. the game boring. It's not fun to watch. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's not the way you should play basketball because based on the current game, it's everything we talked about last week. My fixes for the game. Move the three-point line four feet back. Change, like, radical change, please, for the love of God. I think we're going to get to Teams that. Teams are still going to shoot threes. You remember? Nah, y'all wouldn't remember. There was a, I think it was Pepsi. Someone did a commercial with Shaq, and they showed, like, the future of basketball, and it was Shaq dunking on a moving 13-foot high rim. Like, that's what we're going to end up with. Uh, something along those lines. I, they're they're going to have to dude, do I'm something all... to change it, because it's... You can't. You've gone from you having beautiful fast to me, breaks man. to just everyone just having a three-point shooting contest for the most part. I, it's just, uh, uh, it's annoying. I think they, I, mean, mm, I don't know. What, I don't know what the, you knew the game was broke when you have Golden State running down the court a few years ago. I don't know if it was Curry or someone else. On a fast break oh, and God. passes up a layup. Wide open layup. Yeah. To kick it to yeah, to kick it to a guy open for that's, three. I mean, that's Golden State's well, game, and the, they do it really well. Three, three is worth more than two. But ah, it's hold like, on, you're I that I disagree with that though because to be fair, statistically this year Golden State was number two in attempted two point shots. So where were they? Yeah, because everyone shots. else took the, to be took fair, the they're Golden all State layup. model and put it on steroids. Yeah, with a bunch of guys that can't shoot. Not nearly as well as the shooters that go. But they're State winning. Has. They've won a ton. Who? Well, it's because they're still better than everyone. Houston. <laughs> Golden State. Houston. Well, and Houston. Houston. Houston is a. I don't think I've ever thought had a team that has ever ruined a sport the same way they have. Like Bama beating the crap out of everybody. I can respect it. Be like, all right, you know what? You're just better than everybody else. Or New England. Like it's art. I appreciate it because you're doing it the right way. Houston just. They're just. Houston wasn't beating the crap out of everyone. They were what, the what's, seed. What's the term I want to use here? They are heretical, I guess, is the term I would use. They're, they're just... Heretics! They're, they're pagans. I just... I hate them. They're ruining the true religion of basketball. It's just bad to watch. And that's just, what I said. Just like that's the been, forward pass ruined football. That has been my beef <laughs> with basketball for a long time is it's bad to watch. And I don't think there shouldn't be a three-point shot. I think the three-point shot should be a hell of a lot more difficult, along with the other things we discussed last week. I told you I can fix this damn sport. But it's not going to happen until people stop watching. And what's sad to me, we're talking about the playoffs, this should be one of the more hype playoff series that we've had in a while. This is a second-round series that has major finals implications. And outside of Ryan, everybody that I talk to, and obviously myself included, has hardly watched this series because it's just not fun. It, there's no entertainment well, value. And, and in we live on the East the Coast, game. and the games don't start till ten thirty. That doesn't help. That's yeah, true. It, no, it does it, not help the East Coast. 
Like if I you're mean, not a fan of either team, if you if you're mad at Golden State for winning so much throughout the years, and you're mad at Houston for James Harden being allowed to bend the NBA soft ass rules, but they usually drives and, they usually drives ratings because people and you want were to mad see at them. Will Chamberlain for dunking on all those short white dudes. Exactly. Will you stop? You wouldn't want to watch that. All I want is chess passes. Why does why does he keep putting the ball? You're acting like we're just sitting there so being close. lame. Like, it's well, just, Ryan, Ryan just so Ryan treats Ryan treats basketball like the Sabbath. <laughs> the worst. What's like, the home no, run? What happened it, to it the infield singles? It does no wrong. The NBA Wait. does no wrong. Like in Ryan's eyes, like whatever. Oh, so you, the NBA so you in Michigan football? I do understand. Okay. Yes, sure. That's what it is. I, I totally. Loved the decade before Harbaugh, never complained or criticized. I appreciate that you said before him and not during where you can't beat Ohio State to save your life. They've been better than us. What do you want? (laughs) Oh, no, this really good team that's won a national title and that's won like 70% of the Big Ten titles in the last decade and a half. We can't beat them. How terrible. It's not an accurate metric. It's not. It's like 8 of 14. Look it up. Okay, well, while Dylan does his research, Ryan. One thing you and I have in common, basketball is our sport. Over every other sport, it's basketball. But I'm not okay with some of the changes I've seen throughout the years. I'm okay with a lot of them, but there's some out there that I don't appreciate and don't like. You seem like, I don't hear you criticizing basketball much, period. So you're just okay with every change that's gone on throughout your span of watching the game? I mean, the biggest change is what? People have, people have always flopped. It's worse now. It's way worse which now. Is probably, which is probably the biggest criticism. But Jordan complained to get calls. Jordan, like, fell down to get calls. Um, there, and then the of other course, there's, always been, the some, there's always been something griping all that stuff. But it's gotten – I mean, there were always those artists of it. But they, were, they weren't – they were Vladi Divox. They were Derek Fisher. They, were, they weren't, you know, Kobe Bryant. They weren't Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They weren't Larry Bird. They weren't the stars – and now it's the stars that treat it like they're playing soccer. Oh, and James hey, Harden whoa. is uh-huh. one of the L. Oh, don't woe me. Oh, it's part of the game, and I hate it. On. But James Harden is, and LeBron James, two of the most ridiculous floppers for quote-unquote superstars of any sport I've ever seen. Dang. Well, the problem is, so, and this is another of the many, many faults of basketball, especially the NBA, is just the like game your is called knowledge, the game is wrong. called differently for every single player, and it's not just based on star That's status. True. It's based on size. It's based on reputation. It's based on a million things. It's based so, on the officials' experience. That's a big thing. So a guy like LeBron, who legitimately gets fouled, like a real foul, probably sixty-five, oh, but also of the legitimately time he drives, commits offensive fouls. All but the time, he has, defensive well, players have them. a right to I their bet, spot as so well. Again, he has to follow them. If they called them, he would stop. It's okay, not his but that's fault. the same thing as arguing the if they called holding that's, offensive linemen would stop. Like that's, that's not going to happen. Thing with it would too, stop. There's 100%. a penalty in place for flopping. They just don't. It's the it. same reason I will never criticize Harden for what he does. I just say it's terrible to watch. No, I, because I, he's playing he's with what playing they allow the him rules. to do. I understand that. And that's so what LeBron, I'm asking Ryan. The biggest is, thing are with you LeBron just okay flopping, with all these rule changes? I, I mean, I'm okay with the rule the changes there. because they should be they should be enforced. They're just not. Like, there's a penalty for flopping. They just don't enforce it because they can't tell in the blink of an eye, which it sucks, but 
I mean, some sometimes you get them called not often. I think there was – I just saw the stat today or yesterday. I think there are only four or five, like, flopping warnings called the entirety of this year. Now, That's what I would insane. like for the refs to do That's is insane. if you didn't see the actual contact, just don't call anything. That's literally soccer. one James Harden soccer basketball Soccer has game. that happen all the time. Like that's a soccer has a way steeper penalty for, for for flopping, and they call it way more often than basketball. That's insane. That's, well, that's, that's because pathetic. it happens so egregious. Soccer okay. also has a much looser interpretation of flopping because there is a flop on pretty much every tackle in soccer. For for those of you that don't watch soccer, a tackle is. Pretty much contact, but slide into a guy and 100% right. the guy is But how many times can you run through that contact as opposed to exacerbate the situation by flying off that contact? That's what I'm saying. That's, That's They go down every years. single time. Right. Don't every run through the damn contact. Down. By the way, speaking of running through the contact, Paul, I do want to uh, mention you were so wrong about Ohio State. I knew you were. Like, dude... <laughs> You you are very wrong. Since 2010, Ohio State has won three Big Ten titles, not eight. So 2010 was eight seasons ago. I said, what did I say, 14 seasons? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, nine seasons ago. We, we you said eight of 14. Season? You said eight of 14, but I let's see here. One, two, three, four shared that's a half, I guess. No, that's not how that it's works. Not a half. That's not how that it's works not a at half. all. It counts. <laughs> Fine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven since two thousand five. So you're, so you're still off. And then if you want to go since two thousand, then it's eight. But you're then you have nineteen years. So. so seven instead of eight. Oh, I was seven so out of nineteen years. You were acting like they were just destroying us. You forever. said since two thousand five. That's fourteen. That's seven out of fourteen. I said eight out of fourteen. Oh no, I was so wrong. Congrats. <laughs> you were wrong. It's like saying uh, Kyrie Irving. He wasn't going to go eight for twenty-two again, and then he went seven for twenty-two. <laughs> Exactly. Well, no, he, he wasn't was wrong. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. He, was, he, was he right. wasn't. He, was, he, he was wasn't going to go eight for twenty-two again. <laughs> in in the context of how you were portraying it, it was very misleading. I was portraying it that they have kicked the Big Ten's ass. One team out of fourteen uh, has won fifty percent of the titles in the last fourteen years. That's absurd. No, it's not. It's because they get a looked... bye week at the end of every year. We're, that's off topic. Anyways, is guess there how many? Hang on. Guess how many Michigan's won in that span? Zero. Zero. Um, no, that's because Dylan. Come on, you got. You forget the name and forget who said it. If you, if one team in a league of take the year from what, but anywhere from from eleven to what fourteen teams now has won the championship half the time in a fourteen year time period, it's pretty impressive. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but again, that also, you have to keep context in mind that m- almost all of those titles were before 2010. I, I, I'm, again, I'm counting from 2000. I'm sorry. Almost from, all of them. Four out of seven. Again. Four out of seven. How many of those were vacated? Uh, let's see here. One, two, actually, two of the eight that they won were vacated. Mm. So, okay. At the same time, but if you had a quick answer... Of who's the team of the Big Ten in the 21st century in college football? The quick answer is Ohio State. There's not even 
There is no other answer. And you're There's literally no wrong an idiot answer. to say nothing. otherwise. Without the pass interference, I mean, they wouldn't have two titles, so... Take, take that one. I mean, so. without about seven atrocious calls and a ridiculous spot, they wouldn't have won in 2016 either. But we're not playing the what-if game. It is what they it didn't is. Win, they didn't win the them. Big Ten. They didn't win the Big Ten in 2016. They won the only game that mattered. No, Clearly not, because Penn State won the conference. Yeah, Penn so. State went there, and Wisconsin went there, and Michigan beat them both. Funny how that works. <laughs> Regardless. Has nothing to do with uh, any of this at all. I'm just the NHL. The topic of NBA and NHL playoffs turns into the history of the Big Ten. Well, no, football. okay. You know what? I got to give you credit, Matt, because you did put Ryan on the spot for like the first time ever. Because Ryan doesn't usually say things so like objectionable. So I appreciate you for doing that, even if he doesn't have an answer for you. I, I already gave it. my answer. Are you stupid? No, it's that, you, you, you. To be fair, you pussyfooted around it because you are will not criticize the NBA. You just won't. I just said I don't like the flopping and the way that the game is officiated. That's not even the thing he was like pointing to in the first place. It was no, the no, calls. No, 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 no. Hang on. He no, said, don't be putting words in my mouth. I asked, him, I asked him a very broad question of if he's just right. been okay with every change that he's seen well, from his time watching basketball. And he answered what he doesn't I know you're not what hosting not anymore, okay but god damn, you can listen. He's <laughs> looking at me getting so offended. I think man. we Let's have go. so. I think we have a couple hundred hours of proof that he, in fact, cannot listen. <laughs> oh my god! Or, or read. Well, I don't want to get that on the cast. Our listeners won't get that. Hey, we've all we've all had issues with reading, though. Mm-hmm. I've I've definitely been bit comprehension. By it a times. Oh man, I haven't dropped a comprehension line in ages. That's true. No, you had you, you took but took that back slightly. But now I think Ryan may take your place if we put on this NBA thing too just, far. Just, just I like attack it. it. Just don't attack him. Don't, don't I, poke the bear I, 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 Or, or come I, correct when you do. <laughs> He's so mad. Let's go. I've never heard him like, give emotion before, and now the NBA is questioning. He's like, ah, oh, nah, fam. <laughs> we can't do this. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Chuck, Shaq, and Kenny, and we're gonna get your ass. Drunk Ryan was pretty emotional. That's Dylan's not, not gonna make it to his count. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Quick recap, Philly and Toronto, probably a good series. Boston's a bust. Milwaukee, probably a lot better than people actually thought they were. Honestly. Oh, who, 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 who was hype on them last week on this podcast? Or we cursed Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I gave them credit for defending we, we him. I, it just clearly couldn't I, stand I still long. think Boston forced seven, and then I'm, God knows what happened. They take game one easily, and then they're steamrolling in the first half for a while at game two. Yeah. Like when we were podcasting, like is when like that all shifted going into halftime and coming out of halftime, and Milwaukee just has taken it since then. It's been all Milwaukee. Court's not flat enough. Kyrie having problems, not good. <laughs> uh, same thing's happening right now. Toronto's up almost twenty. The sad thing is, the best Let's series go, by far is the one that nobody talks about: Portland and Denver. And that series is Jokic has been. That's the awesome. I've actually watched every game of that series. Like the only one. So you have watched good basketball. <laughs> yeah, really good basketball. That I, has been phenomenal. Jokovic is one entertaining. Jokovic is definitely like top five of my favorite. Can you also players. not call him that? Did it's you just call Jokic, him Jokovic? Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's putting a couple of guys together that are both big and white. I'm just I'm just is, adding is some syllables. I'm just uh <laughs> I'm just adding some syllables. No, it's like um 
It's uh the tennis player. Um. Yeah, Novak Djokovic. Yeah, that guy. I know what yeah. you're talking about. I, I was. Yeah. Oh my god. But I, I, I'll I'll say this. I did god not dang think Eastern Europeans. I didn't think that Portland handed in them to ever be like anything in the playoffs. I gotta, gotta give them credit. They stuck with it and it's worked. I did I mean, not they, think that was going to happen. They only made the second round, and they might lose. They are actually competing. How many times have they made the second round and just <laughs> bitched out? I, well, I mean, to be fair, like, they had to go up against Golden State one of, at least one of the years. But you, you get they what also I'm got saying, swept. Like you're, oh, you're I do absolutely. They have been underachievers. I, I know it's progress, but you're getting them credit for not getting swept again. Going against who they've always been, they changed their identity. There's something to be said for people changing. To be fair, didn't you not believe in Denver? I didn't, I didn't believe in either of these teams, and I still don't think they have a so it's kind chance. of So that's what happened. You you had two teams that you weren't big fans of either, so them playing themselves doesn't really validate anything either way for you. Because it's kind of, I, one of them has to show out. One of them's going to win the series. They can't both lose. Well, they both have played phenomenal. I just, again, never thought that it mattered in the grand scheme. But Portland being able to not just wither away with the same core of guys in losing um, Yusuf Nurkic, that's impressive to me. I, I appreciate that. Like you being shorter with your thoughts in this podcast. It's impressive. I appreciate it. And then they my, get Sergio Flopper, Enos Cantor on their team. My favorite part of the series so far was when Denver was like, yeah, we just wanted to make sure McCollum didn't get his. And he went off for 33, but they won. So no one cared. <laughs> Denver won, so it's like whatever. <laughs> like you guys <laughs> held him really good. He only scored thirty three, but you won the game, so it's all right. Now I, I love I Jokic really I love watching him play. His passing is so underrated. Oh yeah. There was I don't know one of the defining sequences. Yeah, not, yeah, I don't of think it's underrated. Four. I think people are pretty not, any, not they're, they're, anymore. They're pretty up on Nicola. Well it was really underrated for a long time. <laughs> like game four, he came out second half, really in the second half. He had assists on like three straight possessions and then threw a dunk down. And that was it. That was like, felt like that was the game. It was like, all right, this is Denver's game now. But, Dylan, tell me about hockey. Oh. So you've been all oh. on this. You've been all on this Carolina train. Heck yeah. And I've come around a little bit. And it's easier now because I hate Boston. Yeah, and for obvious reasons, because they're Boston. Yeah. And I do just wear the, wear the alternates. They're so beautiful. And change that to your official I told logo. you. Like, damn. I told you. That logo's so subtly nice. But outside of that, tell us what's going on. So the thing is, is that in the NHL, as is no surprise for anybody, it's been super tight. I know Matt's been watching it too. This game right now, we're watching between Dallas and in St. Louis has been pretty solid, actually. You're seeing a few guys kind of show out. Matt Zuccarello for Dallas has been really freaking solid. And for Carolina, Justin Williams, who people may have known from his L.A. King days, he's been pretty pretty awesome as well. So, No, I mean, you know, in the West, you got two Game 7s. It's fantastic. It's everything you could want. You know, right now we got Stars and Blues. This is Game 7. And then tomorrow we've got San Jose, who shouldn't be there, and Colorado, Ah, who are going for Game 7. Now, San Jose, back-to-back series, going seven games. That's got to be a little exhausting, especially without your leader. Colorado came off a whooping (laughs) the the Calgary Flames up and down the ice in five games. Should have some fresher legs for this very important game, which is in San Jose, correct? 
Uh, I believe they're the higher seed. Yeah, they? Th- yeah, they got to be. Because yes, they are. Yeah, Colorado they are. took on the number one seed yep. in the West, so right. they have to be the lowest. Oh, that. Oh, what is it? What? Are, what is the pavilion? What's it called? HP Pavilion, right? Uh, well, it was. Is it still the HP Pavilion? This was back in 2009 I for... when I went there, and there's always been, you know, there's changes of company ownership. Needless to say, that's going to be a super, gonna be hype, super hype place. Oh, yeah. Two series, that's both Game 7s in their home. You know, you're going to have, I mean, that last Game 7 was ridiculous. So maybe the Sharks have a little bit of magic. But I think the, I would think the Avalanche should have fresher legs. Well, the Sharks do have a lot more veteran leadership with Logan Couture, even though Joel Pavelski's not playing, he's there, and then Joe Thornton also, as long as he doesn't take a cheap shot to somebody's head, they, they should be okay. I think San... Well, Joe Thornton's a bitch. <laughs> and and my, my by far one of my favorite guys in the playoffs, which is Mark Edward Vlasic. I love that guy, defenseman for San Jose. Uh, I, San Jose has the leadership. I think they'll they'll be all right. This Dallas St. Louis game has been pretty solid. Carolina and Boston is a tale of two teams of Boston that everybody absolutely hates because Brad Marchand is an asshole that keeps hitting people in the freaking head. How is he not suspended? Look, I don't get how because he's a douchebag. But I I like his shit starting ways. He should be suspended. I mean, you have to though. understand. Like, I lived in this city though for eight years and watched this team, and so like, there's some guys in that team that I would absolutely love to have been playing in red and white. Um, but this is a, you know, this is a team that went through turmoil, losing their head coach after a championship run, and just kind of not getting it done. Running into Tampa Bay, who ate their lunch year in and year out in the postseason for like three years in a row, and now back in the Eastern Conference Finals after having a pretty good run from what 2011, 2010 to 2015. They had a nice five-year run where they were really in the mix in the East. Um, They made the finals like two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they – and they're one of the few favorites that have actually won in these playoffs. I mean, it took until this round for a wild card team to lose in the playoffs, like lose a series. Mm. So, how ridiculous hockey is that anybody, if you make it, you got a chance to win the cup. And it's the best thing on TV. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a pretty awesome series, though, because Carolina are just so likable. If there's ever been a series of good guy versus bad guy, if you will, this is it. Well, yeah, and and Boston's the ultimate bad guy right now because they have the Lombardi, they have the World Series, and they're making their way towards Lord Stanley right now. Now, they had a chance for the city sweep, which would be unfrickin' believable in this day and age for one city to have all four major championships. Um, uh, yeah. be even crazier if they the, if the revolutions won theirs as well, but yeah. So there's the city is going to get some some sports hate as well because they got enough championships. Why do they need more? <laughs> it's true, and they have hateable but hateable players. But yeah, as you were saying, Paul, root for Carolina, especially I root for a seven game series because they're scheduling way earlier than I was expecting, and I may miss out, and I'm not a fan of that. So uh, they, I'm they're starting mad. in Boston. I think- yeah, and they're starting on Thursday. That's way too early. Do hockey fans hate the Bruins because of what happens with the Red Sox and the Patriots, or do they hate the Bruins for other reasons? No, the Bruins are are jackasses. They play. They're like Trash. the bad boy. They're like the bad boy Pistons, but they want to give you concussions on every play. So they're just <laughs> and, like the bad boy Pistons. <laughs> no, like the bad like the bad boys had a purpose to it. The Bruins are like nihilistic about what? it. They you just mean, want you to try to win the game. Uh, so here's, here, I, 
I so Dylan did the same thing he, he always does. To win he, the he, game. He, he makes a, a half heart like a comparison that could have been good, and then he just ruined it with explanation. Oh my god! I I mean, you literally did this just I today. I already said Brad Marchand should be suspended. Team. All right, whatever. <laughs> the Bruins are like the bad boy Pistons, except they're a bunch of vaginas. They just want to take. Cheap shots, and they don't. That's what I just said. The bad boy Pistons will fight you. Like if you want to scrap, like you put up, they'll put up. This is gonna be a fight. It's fine. The Bruins just want to take dirty little shots, stick their stick up your ass. It's just disgusting the way they play. They're just bad guys. Like they're they're just. I guess in a in a way it is like that city probably feels the same way as Detroit. I assume did about the bad boys. They're just especially in the modern age of hockey where fighting isn't as big of a thing you don't have uh enforcers you know um goons if you will boston has like four of them still and nobody's gonna fight chara chara is like the end-all be-all he comes on in that's the biggest thing if if zidane chara did not play for boston they would be so much more tolerable yeah because people would actually want to square up and and not fight him and the the thing is he's like what six seven uh, on skates, he's seven one. Like it's, he's got to be taller than six seven then. Yeah, he, well, I, I mean to be fair, the score. Yeah, it does. It's that's pretty six big. In, that's six inches. Uh, I don't think it had six inches. He might be taller than that. I don't know. All I know is by hockey standards, the dude is massive. He's just huge. He's not basketball. That dude is a monster on skates, but he's a dickhead. Just a giant dickhead. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I honestly, and I'm not rooting for seven. I hope, I hope Carolina oh, takes them down you. to four. Oh well. <laughs> I, well I, the thing is, so hockey has, bar none, the most consistently great playoffs in all of sports. Period. They're always fantastic. They're always competitive, top to bottom. There's always upsets. There's always there's more long series than anywhere else. It's just consistently the best playoffs in sports, and we don't need that to go seven to enjoy hockey. Like, get Boston the hell out of here. Just bye. By the way, another little thing for Detroit people is your former backup goalie is done really well for Carolina. <laughs> Peter Morazic Peter Maraz- Peter is uh, just, is their starting goalie. So He just went through a period in time where he was blind. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyways... That's enough. That's enough hockey for now. I think it is time for us to to move MCU. on. Host, right? MCU. <laughs> You're gonna be Marvel Cinematic Universe. What a host! Oh no, no, no! We are entering the real playoffs, oh, the okay. ones that actually matter. <laughs> the gauntlet round. And did you see the region names? Yes. We're not yeah, repeating you... those on air. Yes. I... Oh come on! No, I, awesome. Yes, I did see them. They're great. They were good. They are well done. Thank you. You said the West Coast. No wonder Matt likes it. He's like, oh my god, yes. No, it's no, because that, they're actual references. That was an, yes, that's like, an actual, there was I a West Coast Avengers. Which Iron Man was the leader of for a while. I wonder why. And also, Avengers Mansion is in New York City. And Stark Tower didn't sound nearly as good. <laughs> Just, Stark Tower region is not phonetically. Can't they just have a lair like cool superheroes? Yeah, that's Avengers Mansion. It is a lair. It's just really you gotta, flashy. You got you got to call it a lair. <laughs> Why? They have a butler and everything. Jarvis was their butler. It was awesome. Look, you can't talk about lairs when your favorite superhero lives in an apartment with his aunt. 
That's his layer. Hang on. Hang on. Did did you you see into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, also, in fairness, my guy is Spider-Man. What do you mean, which one? (laughs) I wasn't talking about you. Oh. No. He was talking to Ryan. Your favorite guy is not Spider-Man. But he was talking about Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, if, he yeah, said, if he would have said, to be fair, you live in a shitty-ass apartment in the worst part of New York and you can't see a damn thing, then we know we're talking to you. Uh, uh, that's where I thought he was going with it at first. I'm like, you know what? He doesn't need to see, so piss off. I'm not you sure how many that of you will remember this, but it's basically the equivalent of an Airbnb in Washington, D.C. Uh, <laughs> that was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> <clears throat> gentlemen, like college trips gentlemen, and stuff, you know. Yes. Assemble. Dylan, this is your boat. This is your show when it comes to these brackets. So let's dive in on which one we going with. Come on. Get hype, dude. Let's go. You. Boy, I told you. Hang on. No, I told y'all to assemble. You can take it from there. That's just, that's not even a thing. Like, oh, really? What? Avengers no, Assemble is No, they definitely okay. said it in Endgame. Have been or, waiting 22 freaking movies to hear someone say Avengers Assemble? Sure. Not a see, thing. I, see, see, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, uh, I Clay Thompson that film, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's true, that, actually. That was, man, yeah, he, you say it to him, he wouldn't have no idea because that happened long after he left the theater. That's what I'm saying. The minute I saw that, I'm like, Clay, I always knew you were my spirit animal. Let's go. (laughs) I I just, it's so lacking context. Like, that was probably his first Marvel movie. And he probably (laughs) went with a group of people. No, legitimately. And he probably went with a group of people. What kind of weird-ass assumption is that? No, also, to be fair. That he's just never, ever seen a Marvel movie. It is the only logical assumption for somebody that walks out halfway through the movie is that you have no idea what's going on. Halfway, it was two-thirds. Okay, lit. Anyways. So, we are on to what we call our Elite Eight, the Gauntlet Region. We are moving on with the last eight films. And I will say, in fairness, chalk, chalk chalk so much chalk in our bracket i hope we are able to mix it up a little bit so we are starting out in our west coast avengers region we have the number one overall seed and the number six seed in an upset minded fashion and beautifully gentlemen it's the start and the end the alpha and the omega we have iron man against avengers endgame Ryan, lead us off here. Who do you have in our first Elite Eight round? I'm going to take Endgame because I still get Iron Man with every single other superhero. So, that's that's kind of it. Short, we, 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 short and concise. I mean, we've discussed right. these movies for about two weeks. <laughs> There's nothing new to add to them. Oh, you'll be surprised. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt, what about yourself? Uh, it's no contest. It's Endgame. It's a much better movie than Iron Man. Iron Man has a great origin, great first 40 minutes. After that, it's not a great movie. Endgame is a great movie from beginning to end. Uh, so there's no question. All right, Paul. In one of these movies, Iron Man dies. And in one of these movies, Iron Man lives. The choice is oh. extremely obvious. 
That's Iron ridiculous. Man. That is ridiculous. You're seriously breaking it down to that. You are going to sit there no, and that say that not, Iron Man that is, is a better movie exact, than Endgame. Oh, oh. Not, okay, first of all, no, that is not my literal reasoning. I'm just trying to keep it short so that Dylan can keep his panties on. I don't care about short. But this is more important than short or long. This is about getting it have right. A discussion, yes, Iron Man <laughs> was a better movie. Endgame was phenomenal also start unfair. to finish. So but for all the reasons that I talked about your blasphemous ass last week about Iron Man, it is still the better movie. It is arguably the best. And I know it's dead right here. I already know. Actually, no, I don't know. Because Dylan hates both these movies. And Dylan, you take it from here. I want to hear what you say. Yeah, as much as I don't like these movies at all either of them the bracket laid itself out like this i don't really have a choice i gotta pick one yeah you're not the one who made the bracket no you made this choice when you decided to use your super seed (sighs) see i don't care about either of these films though but i gotta take the lesser of the two evils you made this choice when you use your super seed that's what got us to this point apparently apparently i can't even say my opinion it was gonna win anyway he used the super seed to get spider-man there I can't even say my opinion is the wild part because it, either way I lose and there's going to be a Michigan in this final four, no matter what, or a Duke, but I'm going to take the lesser of two evils. I will take Iron Man. At least it started something rather than ending with timey wimey bullshit. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And Ryan, I'm talking about having to use it where Iron Man shouldn't have even gotten past Captain America and wouldn't have if Dylan didn't make this whole damn super seed are we, battle are we in all Endgame. Are out of super seeds? We yes. are out of super seeds. Are you? <clears throat> I'm looking up Iron Man. Iron, Iron Man is 91%. This is insane. 91%, which means Endgame 1. Endgame 1 for sure. Uh, are you sure about that? There's no way it has... Oh my god. Oh my oh! god! Oh my god! And the upset yes! of the century! Iron Man 91 yes! to 89 moves on over Endgame! We have our sinker! I'm in shock! Oh. I am in actual shock right now. Luke May with the sh- with the mid-range jumper with .5 left. Matt is on the floor crying. I think he broke his leg. He was so yeah, sad. Yeah, because if you looked last right. week, they were at 92. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. no. Hey, all I got to oh, say is no. my, my horde of review bombers, we did our job. That's insane. And we... Oh, Fantastic! Oh now my Now you're just goodness. going off the popular opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what, Ryan? Not only touche, but I hate both these films. So whatever. Alrighty. I actually oh. cannot believe Endgame is only at eighty-nine percent. That is mind-boggling. Okay, because there's a lot of people who are like me who think that it was really contrived. Alright. Say eighty-nine percent like it's a bad thing. Like, oh no, only it is 90% this basically of everyone who's watched hey, this hey, enjoyed that. Scoreboard. Scoreboard. For a Marvel movie, it's kind of. Yeah. Oh, got to recollect ourselves after that one. And uh, we, we have our first Final Four spot. We have the 2008 film Iron Man starring Robert Downey Jr., and they are moving on as our first. So Chalk moves on in a close fight. And we move on to our next matchup, the chalkiest matchup in this West West uh, Avengers. Oh my god, I can't speak. I'm going to rewind that. Boom, boom, boom. <clears throat> our West Coast Great Avengers. Great rewinding noise. 
<laughs> our West Coast Avengers region. We have the number three seed Captain America Winter Soldier against number two seed Avengers Infinity War. Does Thanos move on this time, Ryan? Yeah, we're going to run it back, double down on Avengers. Thanos, the ultimate sex symbol of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Oh, that's uncomfortable. Matt, I know you're hurt right now and may never speak to us again, but what say you? It doesn't matter. It's all over. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's so hurt! The sad thing is, like, I, I feel for Matt because I know exactly how strong he feels about this, and I know how truly upset that he is, and I would feel the same way uh, but my movie movie. No, you don't understand. You don't know <laughs> so because I saw bad. this coming last week when this bullshit happened and all four of us used our super seeds. And I was like, no, because something's going to come back that's really going to be awful. Like Iron Man. Oh, who so rides an origin sad. story somehow to this far when there's this many other great movies that Marvel has done. His origin story, and that's all it is. That's all he's got. Name me one His origin villain story was that's really worth a good. Damn. Right, gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. I'm sorry. Insane. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it is insane. You know what's more insane is we have another matchup. The game has passed, Chuck. <sighs> Auburn has lost. I'm sorry. We have to move on. It was a foul. It was a foul. So, I need your opinion on this matchup, sir. Who wins it? Captain America Winter Soldier. Because it's got a deeper story. It's amazing what they did with Infinity Wars. But with what they gave us with Winter Soldier, of Cap, of Black Widow, of Bucky, of Sam... It, there, and, and then obviously Shield and uh, Hydra. This might be the best thing Marvel's done. So yeah, Winter Soldier. It's Winter Soldier. I, Infinity War was great, but it wasn't Winter Soldier. And we're gonna be talking a lot more about Winter Soldier. So I'm gonna leave it at that for now. There's nothing I can say in, in, any more than what I've already said about Infinity War. It's half-baked. It's anticlimactic. It's boring. I don't like it. I do not like the Avengers films in general, to be honest. I think the team-ups are much more underwhelming than specifically Cap's storyline. Captain America Winter Soldier is a phenomenal film with a twist that rivals most films in general. The twist in it is awesome. On top of that, the fight choreography by James Young, especially the highway fight scene, amazing. The we elevator? Film that the elevator fight scene? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm talking about the one no, where Cap I know, is fighting. But I'm saying Buck the elevator fight scene as well. <laughs> right. It's all phenomenal, but just the way that the knife fight and just, it was so frenetic. It was awesome. And having a film that isn't just a superhero movie, but is also a political spy thriller like The Manchurian Candidate, that is something special. It was against formula. It is Captain America Winter Soldier by a, by a Cap Mile. Woohoo! Ryan, Ryan, as the as the loser this time around, do you have anything to say as you are having your last interview of this tournament for Avengers: Infinity War? The only movie I care about is Spider Man, so no. All right, easy enough. He's I not mean, feeling has, so good. Ryan, have you seen Winter Soldier? 
No, but Captain America is the most overrated superhero. Oh my god. Boom. Nope, you nope, don't nope, understand nope, nope. how good this movie is. It's so amazing. He's, he's, he's already not going to like it as much now because of us. <laughs> that seems kind of mean. True, that but I'm just going to go true. against what everyone says is good. So just so I can yep. fit in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're going to start calling him Dylan Jr. Uh, uh, he's taller. He's Dylan been... Sr. No, that's not how that works. Hey, you guys walking down the street, the and I'm looking at y'all. Actually, never mind. That's not true. You look like you're 45. So okay, never mind. After no. how many times I've sun Dylan, I can't be his junior. <laughs> and and it, okay, and the other thing is just genetically speaking, generations are always taller than the previous. So that's a false narrative. My dad's taller than me. You shut up. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? Dude, we're in a we're in a post me too world here. The best I don't is, think magic. I don't care that we're in a post me too world. I can still tell her to shut up. Matt, Matt is Alicia's worst favorite. <laughs> All right, and we move on to our Avengers mansion region in the East in New York City, and with it, we have the Battle of New York, the first Avengers, the number one seed against. The upset-minded bullcrap Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm hooked on a feeling that I this movie tongue. is trash. Ryan, I know what you're gonna say, so just just get out of the way. Guardians. Woo woo woo. All right, Matt. This is tough. These are great movies. They're both really great movies. Uh, Guardians blew me away. Was not expecting to have that much fun at the movie theater. Uh, Avengers. I was expecting to have that much fun at the movie theater, and I got that much fun at the movie theater. And for me, with my hopes being that high, and it still reached them uh, and surpassed them, it's Avengers. You sound like you got a hand job at the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of all this is just learning how much of the MCU that Dylan hates. But this one should be a slam dunk. But I, I'm starting to piece something together. If you kind of look at Dylan's favorite movies, and then you look at the movies he doesn't like, where there's a lot of characters, maybe they're in space, maybe there's some complexities like time travel, Dylan just likes the simpler movies. When they get a little oh complicated, he's out. God. He's done. My favorite Dylan film of all time is Minority Report, Dylan and you want to sit there and talk the about simplicity. Movies. Get it out It has the here. word minority in it. You can't even... No shit, that's your favorite movie. That's not... <laughs> God, Jesus. <laughs> Fucking... Oh, me. my God. Where's the lie? <sighs> the that term for minorities said, in this one <laughs> is the lie. It is Guardians. <laughs> right. In such a ridiculous landslide, in the most surprising movie in the entire Marvel Universe. You are not throwing my comics away, woman. Ah! Woman, what is this possessiveness? Rise up. You you have earned the right to vote. Cast this man aside. She's not going to say you're her favorite again, Dylan. Let it be. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, where was I? <laughs> Your restarting oh. is where you were. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I'll be honest. The problem I have with Guardians is if people knew who they were ahead of time, the hype would not be there. The novelty of not knowing is the whole reason this is so hype. And I'm with Matt so much. There will never be a movie-going experience equivalent to the first Avengers film. Joss Whedon's original project. He was the curator of everything we know about the MCU today. And I would argue this film has a substantially bigger impact on morphing and forming it than the first Iron Man was. I've said all I need to say about the Guardians, the only reason people like it is that novelty, but the Avengers was a cultural experience. I remember everything about seeing that film. And outside of Star Wars The Force Awakens, there's not been that visceral film experience in the same vein. And to compare the two is insulting. Oh, see, I can't even say the word. It's insulting. Well, before I break your heart with the actual verdict, I just want to let you know how absurd everything you just said is. Uh, not for opinion, the least part so that the Avengers was so groundbreaking, you hated all three movies that followed it with the same title. So <laughs> That's how fan- much I like that one. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's all clap for that. And to say that people like Guardians of the Galaxy because they didn't know who Guardians of the Galaxy were is just... I, I, it makes There's zero basis in any logical reality that would make any rational person come to that conclusion. That but 100% is by the slimmest of margins... The Guardians of the Galaxy, 92 to 91 over the original OG Avengers. Oh, okay. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a question. I have a question. (laughs) Is 92 bigger than 91? I can't wait to hear it. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm asking, no, I'm, I'm serious here. The reviews skew the numbers enough for me to pull this into question. Guardians of the Galaxy only has 254,000. Avengers has a million one hundred and thirty-four. Do you know that statistically the sample size needed for an accurate poll is like a couple hundred people? I'm just saying there's a lot more people to water down that overall statistic. The fact that over a million people still had it within a percentage of, let's see here. One f- oh, less than one fifth Matt, of the Matt, votes for Guardians. Matt, I need you to go down. Uh, I can't think of the name. There's a cool little trophy shop out west. I need you to get one of those you tried ribbons, and I need you to <laughs> mail it to no, in Warren, Michigan. Uh, the annoying thing is you're both right, but we got to stand with the higher number, and so Guardians marching on. Oh, thank you. That's the nicest thing you've ever said. I mean, because you are. I mean, it's it's literally like one sixth of the si- sample size, and it's still within one percent. One fourth. Where do you guys learn your math? Wait, well, I what thought it was one point six to two hundred fifty two hundred fifty thousand. One point one. Oh, point one. Sorry, it, you cut out on my side. Yeah, it's still that's still so, okay, not so, one fourth. Yeah, so a little over. Yeah, I, a little. Wasn't it two hundred and fifty thousand to one point one? That's almost yeah. exactly one fourth. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, yes, it is. Two hundred fifty thousand, yes, five hundred thousand, seven hundred fifty thousand, one million. But then there's right, another hundred thousand, Ryan. <laughs> two hundred fifty thousand. Hey, well, since we're being exact, you might as well make it the two hundred fifty-four that Look, actually is the percent. Yeah. Hey, no, the shush, shush. The percentage cut is twenty-two percent. That's less than ah shit. Never mind. It's just over one fifth. God damn it! Oh, I always put twenty five in fifths. God damn it! This man is a teacher, <laughs> but not a math teacher. Thank 
not do that. This man is a teacher that has a digital clock in his room for his kids to tell time. The best thing <laughs> almost every single movie that we've come down to audience score has had similar discrepancies, but only when Guardians moved on to Dylan have a problem with it. Yeah, because this movie is fucking stupid. One of the guys got paid more than you'll ever make in your it. entire life by saying it four in words. Space. We were in the first hey, time you we saw comp- Infinity Stones. But Dylan, it's oh, well, time out, time out. <laughs> he, you're saying complicated. There's a character that says, I am Groot the entire film. Shut the f*** Yes, up. that's, that's it's, the It's also whole Vin film. Diesel, isn't it? Com- comic Relief is the whole film. You're right. I'm sorry. My bad. It's low-rent garbage. Sure. And we move on. Because I can't do math. I'm sorry. Can we just say, though, when 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 Hulk turned into the Hulk to take down that giant Chitauri flying thing, like, did yes. anyone not lose their mind? Yes. <laughs> I did. The scene where it just, the camera pans around all yes. of them as they're prepping. It's, oh, yeah. That, just, it's, that moment is so much better. And, hey, Matt... You're going to be with me on this? Loki was phenomenal in that. Ronan was a dipshit. So, you know, that's a part of it, too. And Tony's first sacrifice, which was powerful as shit. The humor. I think the humor in Avengers was more funny than Guardians. Those well, moments were... I mean, we, we can check the scores again if you want to protest. <laughs> <laughs> I want I'm to just saying... Well, they've changed in the last ten minutes. Anyways... <clears throat> Is that you? Guardians of the Galaxy moves on because life hates me. And we (laughs) are in to the next matchup. I would argue by far our best matchup. The one that, I'll I'll be honest, just grips at my soul. It's the number three seed Thor Ragnarok versus number two seed Captain America Civil War. Ryan, you start us off. I mean, I already know so, what Ryan's going to say. I, I did say Captain America was the most overrated superhero, but I did forget about Thor. So Captain America moves on. Well, I'm actually shocked right now. I thought for sure Dylan was going to be like, one of these movies has a Spider-Man appearance and one of them does not. You mean Ryan? Why yeah, Ryan. See, my bad. This is why Ryan. I got confused the first time. I didn't say any names the first time. It was pretty clear the first time. It's never clear. <laughs> Go. Thor Ragnarok surprised me. Very funny movie. Love the introduction of Korg. But Captain America Civil War, that movie was fantastic. And it finally gave us Spider-Man in the MCU. And uh, I got to watch Captain America beat the ever-living crap out of Tony Stark and then walk away. So, yeah. The Avengers Civil War was fantastic. It was. But Thor Ragnarok... You want to talk about impact on the MCU. Thor Ragnarok saved Thor. Potentially saved Chris Hemsworth being in the MCU. And was ultimately... You talk about how surprising Guardians was. Well, as Dylan likes to say, Guardians was new. And no one knew what to think of it before it came out. People knew what to think of Thor movies. And it was not a good opinion. Uh, The first one was incredibly lackluster, and Dark World is one of the most hated in the entire series. A little bit too far, but one of the most hated in the entire series. A lot of it too far. Ragnarok completely just absolutely flipped the script. And incredibly impressively, uh, you took a story about (laughs) you have Hulk randomly trapped on some random planet, don't even know who the hell he is. 
You got Thor just wandering around. And it was perfect. That intro to that movie is still the best of any Marvel movie. The way that that movie started, the score, all of it. And this one, to me, is actually not that close. I think Ragnarok in a landslide. All right. <clears throat> so, for me, this this was the hardest matchup because this is absolutely the, the Kentucky-UNC 2017 matchup in my mind. It's... It's still, to this very moment, hard for me to choose between the two. Because, like I've said before, Civil War was the culmination in, in the real heart and backbone arc of the MCU with Cap's tale. This is basically, outside of obviously the end of Endgame, this is the end, end of Cap's story. Of finding Bucky Barnes, fighting for him, fighting against Tony's totalitarian 1984-esque conception of protecting the Earth. The real flaws between the two characters that really split the Avengers, honestly, for good. We saw it in Endgame, and I thought that was a very interesting thread that they didn't really follow through on, is that these two characters, the pillars of the MCU, just, it, that this was the end. It, it's a very bittersweet moment for that. However, however, Thor Ragnarok did something I never thought would ever happen. It made me love Thor. The comedy was just so much better than any other other of these films and it's enhanced obviously because i love taika waititi so much the set pieces pull their own the style is awesome just bleeding 1970s logan's run-esque sci-fi sort of conceptions it does everything that guardians absolutely fails on and it's a character study that just barely beats out civil war i'll be honest if zemo was either better or cut entirely from the film, I probably would pick Civil War, but it's the only thread that makes me pick Thor Ragnarok instead. Jesus Christ. I am extremely sad because, for once, I have been lost in a narrow defeat. Thor Ragnarok goes down 87% to 89%, which really shocking... That they had as low of ratings as they did. Hmm. Well. That's our final we- four. Announce it. <clears throat> Matt is hurt. Ryan has said nothing. Paul is still jerking off the Guardians of the Galaxy as we speak. And I am just here announcing we have our final four. And I do have to say... Ladies and gentlemen, this is a a, a bit of a a mishmash, if you will, of our final four. We have the number one seed, Iron Man, facing off against the number three seed, Captain America Winter Soldier. We have the number four seed, Guardians of the Galaxy, facing off against the number two seed, Captain America Civil War. Cap has some pretty good showings in this final four. We will see if the Cap Conference can win our champion, our final thoughts, our final four will be happening next week. Check out for that episode. And as always with the MCU, just this part of the cast, we thank you for your participation in your ears. All right, so we're mixing up things a bit. We got less topics to begin with, more topics to end with. We got Grizzly takes, and instead of the usual two, we're doing three this time. Uh, So we made a couple switches around here. We weren't going to end negatively, right, guys? So what are we starting with? What's the first one we're doing here? 
Uh, do number three. Okay. Let's get the negative out the way first. And so we have an order to these grizzly takes that I'm not going to mess up this time, Dylan. Uh, So it starts with Ryan, and then goes to Dylan, and then goes to myself, and then goes to Paul. So, Ryan, what is a sporting event that has underwhelmed you, and in Dylan's words, akin to Game of Thrones Season 8? Woo. So we talked about it on this podcast before, uh, but this year's Super Bowl, 13-3, showdown. Um, It's very, very boring to watch. Again, if you guys have heard the podcast, you know my my feelings on that, as well as I think most people's feelings on it. So that was an underwhelming event, especially given the two teams that were in there. I thought the Rams and Patriots were going to light it up, and it did not happen. And uh, we've we've been lock and step on that Super Bowl. I don't we've if you want to know our thoughts, just go back to that Super Bowl period. You'll hear everything Paul, Matt, Ryan, and myself had to say about it, but it's grizzly. It's cuddly, I understand, you know, because we had similar thoughts that, you know, it was going to be a higher-scoring Super Bowl, but I saw a lot of interesting stuff in a very tight game throughout most of the game that uh, was enough for me, and defensively, I saw some great stuff to go along with some bad offense. It was a mix of both, but I saw a lot of great defense uh, played on both sides, and so I was happy enough with that. We'd already gotten our offensive Super Bowl out of the way with that whole Kansas City Rams Rams game earlier in the year. Uh, You're right, we have talked about this a bunch, and it's super cuddly because it was a phenomenal Super Bowl. All right. Easy enough. <clears throat> Mine is one that's super out of left field, but it has a real personal tinge to it. So mine is the 2015 Michigan State-Oregon game. Running uh, running off the heels of, of back-to-back top five seasons, I was, I was really hyped for this opening game. It was a top ten matchup, which in Spartan Stadium doesn't happen all that often, to be fair. With Oregon, which we lost to the year previously, and this was at Oregon's height. It was my first year back with my father and myself getting season tickets since 2011, so that added to it. But what transpired was Connor Cook just being super mediocre with an offense that underperformed the entire year. They were just a joke offensively, which is a theme that runs to this bloody day, apparently. Also, one thing that's lost in that game, even though the game was tight, Vernon Adams, who was a really good transfer QB from Eastern Washington, was hurt for most of that game. The score was close, but the crowd, the game itself, it just wasn't nearly as good as it should have been. Yeah, that's Grizzly. It was, it definitely was lackluster in what I thought was going to happen and what we would see. Uh, I can't find anything wrong with that take from you at all. Grizzly. It's definitely Grizzly. Like you said, that was a matchup that you just expected to be extremely hype coming into the game. And Michigan State had lost the year prior to Oregon. It was kind of had a little bit of revenge factor going on. And even at the time, but especially by the end of the season, it just felt like it, it, it didn't come within a millennia of the hype that that game should have had. And I wasn't at the game like you were, but I... Watched it, obviously, and you can tell when a stadium is just absolutely lit, beginning to end, and you guys kind of sleptwalked through that game. That's cuddly. It was the uh, really the first game they kicked off the college football playoff season, and I had aspirations of going to the college football playoffs that year, and I knew if we wanted to do it, you know, Oregon was a big early season test, and it was a big game that we won, so I was happy with with the ending result. 
But we won because their quarterback got hurt, not because we actually earned it. A win's a win. <laughs> right, a win's a win. I don't know what you, exactly. don't we know what you want. We, we didn't hurt him on purpose. It wasn't a dirty thing. It just, you know. It just actually, happened. that's not. That's also not true because he was injured because of a late hit. Yeah, but he wasn't trying to hurt him, hurt him. Well, he also threw 40 passes, so it's not like he got hurt in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, mine, uh, sticking with Ryan's theme of recent, uh, the last World Series. Uh, you have the L.A. Dodgers, who were just in the series the year before for the first time in forever and had a great seven-game series. One of the one of the best World Series I'd seen was Houston and L.A. It was just a very fun series. And so I was expecting another fun one with L.A. and Boston, and it's L.A. Boston. Normally it's reserved for basketball, but, you know, between the Rams and the Patriots going at it as well, I mean, it was kind of like a big thing going on. And Boston just beat the ever-living crap out of L.A. L.A. really didn't show up for the series. Uh, It was really disappointing for a team that was just there a year before and was oh so close to their first title since the 80s. Um, And Boston just took it to them, and that was a – I was really hyped for I thought we were going to have a really good series, and we did not have a really good series. So that's going to be cuddly for me, and it's extremely simple. You picked the World Series, but somehow glossed over two options. You had two Tigers World Series that are legitimately some of the most underwhelming, uninspired, shocking play I've ever seen across sports in series that they were favored in both. And it didn't even show up at all. They didn't hit the ball. They did literally nothing and just laid down. Well, when you let Panda hit two home runs off you, Justin Verlander, in game Shut one, up. and set the tone for the entire he series against the Giants, and we should not have been favored against St. Louis. Oh, rookie. No, he was not. We should not have been favored right. against St. Louis. They, no. We just shouldn't have. He was a rookie. Who was a rookie? No, he was not. Hold on. Sandoval was in 2012, dude. Or 20... What? No. Wait, yeah, 2012. who are you saying was a rookie? Because neither was Wait a, a rookie. No, 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 my bad. I mixed up the World Series. We played the Cardinals, yeah. then we played San Francisco. Yeah, we played the Cardinals in 06, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we should not have been favored yeah, yeah, yeah. in that one. The yeah, only reason we right. were is because the Cardinals won like 87 games We that shouldn't year. have been favored against a team that didn't win 90 games? No, because we were a very young upstart, and the Cardinals have been very seasoned when it comes to the postseason at Kenny that Rogers point already. Kenny Rogers is going to cut you. You know what's wild? Is Ryan has to say his piece, so. Yeah, this one is cuddly. Um, or I'm sorry, Grizzly. I don't watch baseball that much. Who uh, who are the Dodgers playing? The Dodgers were playing the Red Sox, and the Dodgers were in the uh, year, the World Series the year before. That's that's another reason I don't like the Red Sox. So I was, <laughs> I was probably not happy to see them win. <laughs> probably like he doesn't remember. <laughs> All right, so it's absolutely Grizzly because the last two World Series before that were. Bomb, mm-hmm. especially the one with the Cubs, where I was like, "Oh man, this is hype!" Chicago rep, let's go. I hadn't watched w- baseball in forever, but I did for that series, and I regretted not seeing the L.A. Houston one from everything I'd heard. Oh man, with this, so good. Yeah, I'm aware. I hear it all the time, but yeah, absolutely, Grizzly for sure. So I'm lockstep with Dylan. Apparently, East Lansing is not the place to go watch a football game. Uh, now. And I I will say that as I've gotten older and have been to more games, road games, that all road venues have similar issues. But I cannot think of a more disappointing win than 2016 when Michigan visited East Lansing to take on the Spartans. 
that stadium was dead beginning to end. And that's not true. No, that's nope. true. So you no, guys marched down the field. That's not true. High. It's not. It's not at all. I was in the same stadium. What are yeah, you apparently talking you're about? Blind and deaf because oh Michigan God. State actually scored an early touchdown and then got a that stop. Was hype as hell. And then got a stop, and half the stadium was still dead. All the people around oh me God. were extremely reserved, and they were basically just expecting the inevitable. Which you were in the midst of a three and nine season. You were against an undefeated Michigan team. I understand that you did not expect to win that game, but that was. To, first of all, to not have an extremely full stadium against by far your biggest rival in the sport is embarrassing on its own. But then, when you jump out to an early lead and actually look like for at least five minutes you can compete, and for a game that was most of the game much closer than people expected it to be, for that place not to just be rocking in absolute pandemonium from start to finish is ridiculous. And I could not even properly enjoy the win because nobody around was that into it. But cuddly, I mean, I was on the other side of it. I don't, I didn't have any expectations going into the game, so it wasn't gonna underwhelm me in any way. All right, so there's a lot wrong with this that makes it cuddly. Number one, your fact of your expectation of something being so hype when it was that season, especially that was a dog shit season, but. Much more importantly, you are just spewing falsehoods that I have empirical first-hand experience knowing you are false. Having the fact that 2015 never got as hype as that first quarter did in 2016. I just, you're, you're telling lies to fit your narrative. So we were already beaten down at that point, yes? Like, by the time Michigan came around... It was we only were, halfway yeah. through the season. I mean... Yeah, but at halfway point... You still point, had bowl eligibility we, to play four? Were we, were we two and four? It's your... No, 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 no. It, it was late enough that I don't... We were not eligible for a bowl at that point. You weren't out of it yet. Yeah, And we were. the biggest thing is, it wouldn't matter I mean, if we you were... were out, we were out of everything that mattered. It didn't matter if you were winless. Your most hated team in the world was undefeated and you had a chance to ruin their season. No, you yeah, think we you'd be hyped no matter three, what. Or something like that. Yeah, I think, I mean, One, two, three. I mean, at least get drunk enough before the game to act like while I un- While I understand huh. Paul's side of things, I'm just going to say cuddly because at that point we were already beaten down. It was a bad year, a bad team. We had no quarterback. So even if, say, we hung with you for most of the game, which we actually kind of did, we knew there was no way we were closing the deal. So why waste your voice on a team that wasn't going to get it done anyway. That's fair. All right, on to the next topic, Matt. Let's go. All right, so now we're just starting from, like, the beginning. <laughs> yes. So we're taking a non-result in sports and changing it. Correct. Yeah, so um, we're taking a non-result in sports and changing it, which I said earlier uh, <laughs> that I had no idea what this meant, uh, actually yesterday. And then today when it was brought up again, I said I have no idea what this meant. And Dylan says we're just going to back to the future it, which I have no idea what that means. So, Dylan, how I'm about not. you explain this one no, to no, me? No, 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 Dylan already uh, tried. Uh, Dylan can't somebody, try to explain let's it. Let's let somebody else explain it. No, 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 no. Explaining in words of no, typing no, 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 no. Versus, no, no, no. versus speaking, it's no, Dylan no, no, saying. No, 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 no. So, Dylan, explain this topic to me so that I can actually give you a real answer. bad idea. 
So the obvious answer for if what would you change in sports in the past would be obviously, oh, Tigers win the World Series. That's that's an easy cop-out. I'm talking about more front office, logistical rules, whatever it may be. It could be something as simple as Ken Holland passing the reins over to Stevie Y earlier. It could be something like that. But it, you just can't change a game result. You can't give your team a championship by a result. You could do it by a front office change, a roster change, whatever comes to mind. You just can't change a game. Are we? Do That's we understand, most, Matt? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's <sighs> the most concise way I could put that. I smell smoke coming out of my ears. I'm working on it. It's not good. No, it's not good. <laughs> you just turn oh, luckily, yeah, this, this luckily I'm hard. third to pick in this, so I have time to think of one. God damn. I mean, I can All start right. if you want to go last. No, no, no it's fine. Ryan, I have some. Go. We're, we're going to go in the usual order. Ryan, go. So mine's really easy. Instead of drafting Eric Ebron for the Lions in whatever year it was, I'm going to draft Aaron Donald, which is who I wanted to draft at the time. So it's a little bit less hindsight, although I guess you could use as much hindsight as you want. Um, but if you put Aaron Donald on that team, at least that year, where the Lions had a historically good run defense, although they probably didn't face anybody. But you put Aaron Donald next to Dominican Sue. Um, I think they had onset at that point as well on the outside, even if he was, you know, second year, whatever it is. Uh, you have a dominant defensive line, DeAndre Levy, that was like his, his great year. Uh, so you get that defense together, and then at the, that time, the offense wasn't a total joke. And then we beat the Cowboys, and who knows, maybe we end up making the Super Bowl, and now I have to wait another 30 years for that. It's grizzly. It's one of the most... What if scenarios and all all of Detroit sports? Valeni won't shut the shit up about it. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely it's it's, it's absolutely grisly because if we had a chance to have a dominant defense, a real dominant defense, what I thought we were working towards with the, the Dominican Sue draft pick way back when, uh, and continue that with an Aaron Donald one who was just the obvious pick there. Uh, Nothing against Eric Ebron. I liked Eric Ebron in Detroit, despite all the crap he would get for the brick hands. Um, but Aaron Donald's an animal of a different nature. Outside of the Super Bowl, he wasn't quite himself in that one. It is the most grisly thing that's ever been said on this show, and I will dive more into that on my what is going to be extremely long-winded grizzly oh, take God. when it gets around to me. Mine is uh, one that is also, ob- like, it's obvious, but it kind of gets out of the consciousness a little bit because state fans like to snuff it out. But that's Nick Saban not pussing out and running from Michigan State to LSU. As much as Spartan fans love to make fun of Nick and mock him for running away, I think we all can agree that we would all love to have him still, obviously. Michigan was the juggernaut of the state, but Mark did prove that at least state could thrive in some fashion if given the right direction. And Saban absolutely could have done it, and state could have reached its actual potential. But that's what would alter sports history for us. But now we're just whittling around in offensive dirt. Uh, It's absolutely grisly. That was... That was a magical year for Michigan State. You know, we won the national championship in basketball against Florida. We go 9-2 and two in the regular season uh, and are going to play Florida in the Citrus Bowl. 
Um, we end up beating them as well with Bobby Williams as our head coach in that famous spot oh, where Nick Saban said, I got a, I got a spot on the plane for anyone who wants to come. And Bobby Williams and all the other assistants said, not nah, you can kick rocks. Well, they're all idiots because Nick Saban went on to win championship after championship. He did the same thing to LSU. He did to us. He did the same thing to Miami that he did to LSU. Um, and he found his spot in Bama. But, you know, I would love for him to have stayed here and done the same thing here. But I don't think that would have happened. Oh, I disagree. So the thing is, Grizzly, the reasoning is cuddly. Uh, Nick Saban absolutely could not have done what he has done at MSU or anything even remotely in the realm of it, including win a national title. That's why he left MSU. And if you somehow believe that he could have done it when he himself didn't believe it, and he, like you said, spinelessly ran away, he ran away for a reason. He knew he couldn't do it. His formula could not happen at Michigan State. It's legitimately impossible unless you think as a mind he somehow transcends sports as a coach, which obviously isn't true because with his talent he'd win every single year. That's just factually incorrect. The reason the take itself is grisly is because Bama never happens if that happens, and we would all be blessed for that. This one is grisly because I'm assuming in this scenario Nick Saban stays at MSU and doesn't leave for LSU or he doesn't leave anywhere or to go anywhere else ever, and he just stays at MSU. And if you're going to put, you know, the greatest college football coach of all time at one place for that long, he's eventually going to get us a national title. Um, and he would recruit better than any of the coaches that we've had recruiting since. I love Mark D'Antonio. But in this situation where Nick Saban just stays there, then, uh, yeah, definitely Grizzly. Okay, well, trying to rebuild many of my wonderful teams, but the one that's had – the most struggle since recent greatness would be the Detroit Pistons and their draft follies are plentiful, but I'm going to zero in on the 2011 NBA draft where this is the one where Kyrie Irving was the number one pick. There was another great point guard that I was arguing should have been the number one pick. And that was Kemba Walker who fell to us at number eight. And they had the right idea because what are the Pistons known for? Great point guards. We've had a couple of them. One of them's all worldly. The other one's probably going to get in the Hall of Fame somehow as well. And they went with Brandon Knight of Kentucky and let Kemba Walker fall to Charlotte, one pick behind us. And I think if we had picked the right point guard at that point in time, we wouldn't be having the discussions we have about the Pistons in this point of time. And I know Clay and Kawhi are both taken afterwards in this draft, but. We start with the point guard. We had the right idea. We picked the wrong man. If we had taken Kemba Walker, I think we'd be in a very different situation right now than we're in. So, I'm going to say cuddly because it's... I, I know the run he had, but it's still hindsight bias. You forget how sick Brandon Knight was. No, he was, I don't. I was still saying... I was, I was still touting Kemba was, before that draft. We, not just me, plenty of people were hype as hell that Brandon Knight fell to the Pistons because he I, was I think it might have been just you. Sick. It was just. And he just didn't pan out. Like, I don't uh, think that was a bad pick. For Well, it, it was a bad pick. But for <laughs> me, it's, uh, it's cuddly. I agree with you. I wanted Kemba that draft too. But if we're going to play this game where – we can have anybody in that draft from hindsight. I know, I know. I'd choose, obviously, Kawhi over him. So it's it's cuddly in that aspect, but 
let the record show, I did want Kemba in that draft. I had picked him to, I picked UConn to win the tournament the year before, and they won me money. So I was all hyped up on Kemba, and then they, uh, they didn't pick him. <laughs> they, they let him fall. They drafted Brandon Knight in a move that made me very sad. So give marginal context here. I actually have a 2011 UConn national title shirt because of how much I loved Kemba at the time. Yes, Matt, this is one of those times I love Kemba more than you. No, I'm playing. But <laughs> but, but uh, I, this was the first time where I have this habit of burning off steam whenever something shitty happens to my sports teams. I call my dad and I swear a lot. And... That was this was the first time that I ever did it was when they picked Brandon Knight over Kemba. I loved Kemba so much out of UConn. He was substantially the best player in college, especially over Brandon Knight. I don't know what the shit Paul is talking about, but yeah, it's it's grizzly so much. It's the one draft pick that I I would say is the worst. Ryan had the right idea. Uh, the Detroit Lions made a massive misstep in 2014. Unfortunately, it was way before they drafted. It was when they hired their head coach, and then obviously eventually he hired the coaching staff. See, in 2014, the Lions kind of had the stars line up. Really good studs on the rookie contracts, a couple veterans that were really good. Everything lined up for them, cap-wise, everything, for them to have their one run. That was their shot. And they hired Jim Caldwell, and we all know how that went. It was an absolute disaster. Who they should have hired was Jay Gruden. And had they hired Jay Gruden, the Lions do go to the Super Bowl that year. See, Washington hired Jay Gruden that year in 2014. And then he brought in a guy that not too many people knew to be his offensive coordinator. His name was Sean McVay. And uh, the Lions could have had that duo at coach instead of the amazing Jim Caldwell and Joe Lombardi. And had that happened, they would not have tried to emulate the Saints with Jimmy Graham. They would not have drafted Eric Ebron. Any other coaching staff in the land would have taken Aaron Donald, who was the extremely obvious pick. So not only do you have a real coaching staff, but you do get Aaron Donald. Your defense goes from good to otherworldly. Because Aaron Donald was an all-pro his rookie year. He did not have a slow start. This is not... This is not a short impact rookie. He, he was one of the best players in the year. Ndamukong Sue was the best defensive tackle in the league at the time. And then you had Aaron Donald right there. You did have Ziggy Anza. You had all the pieces right there. DeAndre Levy having the best seasons of his career. And then instead of Joel Lombardi running your offense, you have a really talented offense being run by Sean freaking McVay with that defense to back you up. This team blew their one shot. They legitimately would have went to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they would have won it, but they would have been there had they hired a real coaching staff. I'd say cuddly only for the reason that Jay Gruden himself isn't a good coach. Um, so maybe if there's a way It's all about the coordinators where, and talent, baby. Or we grabbed McVay in, instead of Gruden. Now, of course, that we're looking at it from hindsight. I know at that time no one's ever going to pick up McVay. But Gruden is uh, Gruden's basically called well again. He went 4-12 and that first year in Washington. Never won more than 10 games in a year. So I wouldn't be sold on him, but maybe it would have gotten him fired and McVay could have just took us over. But he hasn't gotten fired from Washington yet, I don't think. Regardless, uh, I'll say cuddly for that reason because we're replacing one bad coach with another. 
it's cuddly in spades, but I do understand the logic of McVeigh being the reason that moves you on, which people would hear Jay Gruden and get hung up and say, what the hell are you talking about? But the problem is Gruden himself is a perennial underachiever. It, to be fair, you have to consider he had Sean McVeigh that entire time and didn't really amount to much. But they didn't have the talent. I mean, okay, that's, but they didn't have a quarterback or that's defense. Fine, that big but again, if he was, if they were that big of a difference, that's how much it would have taken to move this team on to the Super Bowl. It's grizzly in your logic. Uh, I always thought the play, and there were whispers about it even at the time, uh, even before that time, was trying to lure Bill Cower out of the booth and uh, fix our disgustingly horrible uh, program. Until we get that real coach and real situation, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But yeah, it's Grizzly. So this last topic that's broken into two is a player you've always believed in. One good and one bad. And since this is Ryan, your topic, yes? Yes, sir. Okay, why don't you uh, why don't you dive into this a little bit before giving us your answers. Um, what you mean by one good and one bad. So basically, in layman's terms, in every sport, there are players that people just kind of universally shit on, right? Whether they're drafted high, drafted bad, every time they're calling the court, people don't want them on their team. Oh, no, we signed him. Oh, that sucks for us. Whatever, whatever. So there's two ends of the spectrum. Every draft, every even the free agent signing, there are guys that you just like and you think they're going to be a good player. But then inevitably, some of those guys turn out to be the players that everyone says is bad. So, two ends of it. The first one is a guy that you were essentially wrong on. You thought, no, he just gets a bad rap, but they're actually a bad player. And then the turn of it is they get a bad rap, but I always believed them, believed in them, and then they turned out to be a good player, uh, or even they're a good player now. So, to start off my, my bad one, to kind of give you guys an example, is uh, Perry Jones III. He was like one of the top-rated recruits coming out of high school for basketball. He went to Baylor. I think he got into some trouble at Baylor, if I'm not mistaken, but he was drafted by the Thunder. I'm pretty sure it was the year after uh, after they went to the NBA Finals, and I thought, man, if you add Perry Jones to Kevin Durant to Russell Westbrook, Serge Ibaka, James Harden, like that's going to be a squad. Uh, Perry Jones, long, lengthy, or long lanky shooter, sort of in the Kevin Durant type build. Obviously, he wasn't going to be KD. He wasn't quite as tall. His shot wasn't as good. But he's one of those Kevin Durant, Richard Lewis type players. And I always thought that he was going to be better than he was. I thought there was just too much talent there. Uh, But he was always just bad, bouncing around. I think he went to a couple different teams that was never able to stick. And it was very, very sad for me as a a Perry Jones III fanatic. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I... So random, I I guess Grizzly, just by sheer creativity, good good one. Uh, it's very Grizzly because I literally don't remember this dude. Um, until you said his name, <laughs> like I was like, oh crap, like I recognize that name, very barely recognize that name. Uh, but yeah, absolutely Grizzly. I mean, I have to say cuddly, and I'm maybe I'm confused on how this works. I don't know who that is. And the reason I'm saying cuddly is because how the hell were you ever hyped about him? 
because he was one of the top players coming out of high school. He's a first round pick by the Thunder. So at the time, it was just off their uh, off their NBA Finals appearance. He was a great player, or what I thought was a great player, going to a great organization. Again, 6'11", 235. He could shoot a little bit, stretch four, and it just uh, it just didn't happen. <laughs> but he was sweet at Baylor. I think he just got in trouble or got hurt or something, which is why he fell. But coming out of high school, he was like one of the top prospects in the country. Number seven player in number seven player in the ESPN U100. Number nine player in Scout.com. Nine player in Rivals. Five star. So So mine is very laughable. Um, This was a guy that I was really high on, partially because the guy that he preceded, um, and that is DeAndre Francois. I I thought he would be the truth. The guy. Just, I was so hyped for him. I thought that Florida State was going places. I had high hopes after the uh, post-Jameis era. Because Jameis the dumbass Winston was their quarterback. He was really the pro- good. The problem is, is His that freshman DeAndre, year. Suffered, DeAndre suffered from Devin Gardner syndrome. Where he was physically assaulted for the better part of about three seasons. I thought he was going to win the Heisman the year that he was straight up murdered by Alabama. And I still believe with a different offensive line, he may have had a future as a quarterback, but he just got straight up destroyed. Like Jimbo apparently was thinking about the Texas A&M job way before because he didn't recruit offensive linemen to save my man's at all. Uh, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm absolutely with you. I thought DeAndre Francois was going to be a very good quarterback for Florida State and help keep them in that realm of being in championship discussion uh and yeah getting he got murdered by alabama to start the year and it all just went to crap from there uh we'll have yet to see what happens uh trying to play on sundays but his college career went from the very very top to the very bottom very quickly i was all on the cuddle train but you had great reasoning and possibly the best comparison you've ever had on the show phenomenal it was it really was a Devin Gardner situation and it's really sad because he was somebody that in the right place under the right staff with the right beefy guys in front of him could have potentially been something and we will never know because he got David Card Grizzly I was on all on that Francois train as well and to uh, in the spirit of Dylan one upsmanship as Really recently, as kind of the beginning of or the end of last year, um, I thought he could even be a good NFL quarterback. I thought he'd be a steal and he'd fall because he was bad in college. But I was like, hey, he just didn't have an offensive line. Get him around some NFL talent. This kid can do some things. And then Wikipedia him, I see that he had a uh, a video of a domestic dispute between him and his girlfriend. So that's oh. probably um that's, that dream's probably dead, but very grisly. All right, for my bad one. This actually reminded me of it, the last topic with me finding Kemba Walker in that 2011 draft. But another big name that was coming out of that draft was from my alma mater, Arizona. And it was small forward slash power forward Derek Williams, who was a beast at Arizona. Hitting 60% of his shots in the paint. He was a 20-point-per-game scorer. He was grabbing nine rebounds, eight rebounds a game. Uh, He was all over the floor for Arizona. And I thought this dude was going to be one of those kind of stretch fours that could hit from inside, hit from outside, because that's what he was showing at Arizona. And he got taken fourth, fourth, right, I think, in the draft. 
Second. I thought it was second. Yeah, second. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Second. I, my second. bad. Sorry. Second in the draft to Minnesota. And that man has just, I mean, he had his chances at Minnesota to start the first two years, you know, but he was never better than his second year at 12 points a game. He's averaged around seven points a game since then with miserable percentages. Uh, just never found his footing in the pros where they're bigger, faster, stronger. And he just never lived up to any of that hype of being the argument for the number one pick at that time uh, with Kyrie. And I just, I was stunned that he fell off that fast, that bad. And he's been on like five different teams in the NBA since then. Do you know where he's at now? Uh, the last stat I'm showing is for last year with the Lakers. But so 17-18. Yeah, so now he plays for Bayern Munich. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's where you go when you can't make it with the pros. Yours actually <laughs> makes me sad that Ryan didn't say Jimmer. Oh, same draft. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was another one that I was thinking. I thought that's where Matt was going with this draft when he said, same draft class. And I was like, yeah, he's going to take Let's, so, No, I'm going with a, with a personal guy that, you know, my guy that I watched all year. It's similar. And it, at first, it's like, was he bad enough to qualify for this? But he fell off so hard. I mean, you'd, like you said, you went from 12 points a game to Bayern Munich very quickly. As the second overall pick, that's – I know the NBA is – even more of a crapshoot than most sports in the draft, but man, number two, you gotta be better, especially. And you can't and you can't like, hit forty five percent of your shots. Like it's not like he was a shocking pick, 60. like Anthony Bennett. No, this guy oh, was the truth in college. I mean, Bennett wasn't shocking. That draft was Anthony was Bennett the Canadian LeBron. No, it was Anthony Bennett was in walking asthma attack that wasn't even that good in college. But, but I think wasn't he the no. wasn't he the Canadian LeBron? I, no, I, he, he, he might, was from he Canada, Canada, but Wiggins was the yeah. Canadian LeBron. Yeah, Wiggins was. Oh, the was it Wiggins? LeBron. Wiggins actually yeah, solid. And Anthony Maple Bennett made no sense. I would not have taken Anthony Bennett in the top eight. I I almost fell out of my couch when I saw him go number one. So I'm torn because I didn't think Williams would be good, but uh, seeing here and again just running kind of a quick page on him, I think I have to say Grizzly. He was NBA All Rookie Second Team, so that almost makes it worse when he has those first, you know, couple good years that you're saying, and you're like, yeah, my guy's about to, you know, kill it. He's about to break out, and then he just, you know, kind of really bombs out, um, partly because of terrible organization. The Wolves are notorious for not being able to develop any young talent, uh, except for Carl Anthony Towns, but everyone else is just kind of really kind of falling flat, flat on their face there. Yeah, KG um, was terrible. You know how long ago that was? <laughs> and KG's the only reason that Cat's good, because he was there, I think, Cat's first year. But other than that, yeah, Chris Dunn, so. they had to ship out. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a bad organization, bad, bad beat. I agree. Mr. I agree. Well, it's cuddly because I remember not thinking much of Derek Williams at all whenever he was drafted number two. Because to be fair, my my perceptions were if Kemba doesn't go number one, he's got to go top three it, because Kyrie obviously was the unproven <laughs> talent then. So I got I got eleven games. I never thought much of him. Enos Cantor number three, baby. And one of those games, he scored 30 against Michigan State. <laughs> All right. So I went uh, in a bit of a different direction with mine. Just mine tell Lance, us it's Manziel. And we'll, uh, mine is Lance Armstrong. What? 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 <laughs> he means bad is like – he means he took bad in a different way. 
Well, so... It, He's a it bad was, man. Well, when Ryan first said this, so he dumb. phrased it as in someone that you always believed in. And that you were proven you wrong about. Him? Jesus uh, Christ. Seven straight Tour de France's? I never, for the longest time, was willing to admit that Lance cheated. I Shocker. took him... Shocker. Regardless of the evidence laid out. <laughs> I, well, no, it, for a long time, there no, was no For a long no time, it was bullshit speculation. Because... He completely paid everybody off and had essentially a cult protecting him. So for a long he lost time, his testicle to cancer. I, I he was such He's a great story. He had such massive success in his sport, and he was everything you would want in the po- for the poster boy of a sport on a on the cover of a magazine of anything. And so when everything bubbled up, uh, it happens. When, whenever anybody gets big. Uh, whether it's Peyton Manning or LeBron James or anybody, there's always going to be accusations about cheating. And I brushed them off, and I brushed them off eventually to the point where it became a little bit absurd, and then eventually it was just absolutely clear. But that's the one for me that I really, for the longest time, absolutely believed that it was pure bullshit. And it was, I can hardly think of many more disappointing things in sports than his fall. I'll say cuddly on this. The main reason is I don't care. (laughs) Right. No, I don't care at all that Lance Armstrong cheated, uh, given all the money that he was able to raise with his Livestrong Foundation. I don't care about cycling at all. So if you take steroids, but you're able to give hundreds of millions of dollars to cancer, I I don't think you're a bad guy for taking steroids to ride a bike. So it's cuddly because, like, the thing... He just always seemed like kind of an ass to me. But I will say one thing that does go un- unspoken quite a lot is that despite the fact that obviously his reputation and everything is tarnished, the folks who are still running the Livestrong Foundation, you got to give them credit. They've still done a lot of great work when it comes to cancer research, awareness, what have you. And that's the only thing of value that has come out of Lance Armstrong's existence in my mind. So, it's such a cuddly, big part, but... though. <laughs> Such a like, huge such a part. big value. Like okay. what? B- before I answer, Paul, I have to ask you, by finding out that he did indeed, you know, take steroids and the taintedness of these seven straight, seven straight Tour de France's. Why are you emphasizing did, that? Like it's not did, them just circling their legs a lot. Paul threw out his yellow spandex when he found out. <laughs> did, how did you react? That's the thing. Did you give up? You're like, okay, I'm done with him. He's dead to me. Or it was like, I was eh, just, it is what it is. I, I was just incredibly sad. Because it, 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 it was such a story, the cancer and everything that he had done and meant. Not, listen, I don't care about the sport of cycling, but the story. Just everything that he overcame. And this, the, the crazy thing is, even though he cheated, what he did was still a great accomplishment. But it, it just soiled it and it made everything feel so fake. And that was kind of like my wrestling isn't real moment. Wait, what do you mean wrestling isn't real? it's still real to me damn it no it's grizzly for me because i mean he was a huge story for all those years he literally brought america to watching the tour de france because 
to be honest, unless you were a cyclist uh, freak yourself, you weren't really watching the Tour de France in the summer until Lance Armstrong started doing what everyone else does in the Tour de France, and that's take steroids. Look at the list of everyone who has won it. The majority of them have been busted later on for steroids. So if everyone's doing it, is it really cheating? Because they're all well, doing doping, it, and he still won is, seven in a row. Doping is the bigger... What a utilitarian view. <laughs> I mean, if everyone's yes, taking juice, why? They're all doing it, so what's the problem? It's an even playing field still. Okay, that's like arguing <laughs> if everybody was murdering, is it still wrong? Yes, it's wrong. No, it's, it's the purge. What's the problem? Cheat. No, it's, oh, it's self-defense at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Stand your ground. Oh, man. Yeah, we're living in Florida now. Florida man is coming. All right. Let's go to the good. All right, and now it's now. for our good one. So help us with this one, Ryan. So the good one is the the same exact thing. It's just now this player doesn't suck. And they're good. They ended up being, you know, whatever it is. So mine is the guy that's showing out a little bit right now, and I'm happy because another dude, another basketball player, highly recruited in high school, this one had a little bit better college career and obviously a better NBA career. But Austin Rivers is a guy from the moment that he went to Duke I was hyped about because his high school highlight tape is insane. He had that shot at Duke against uh, North Carolina where he won them the game. And then it was the same year that the Pistons drafted Andre Drummond, and I wanted them to draft Austin Rivers in that draft. You know, obviously I was I was wrong about that, so I'm happy. But, you know, throughout his career, he's been kind of a, a punching line, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, a punch line. A um, punch a line joke. or a punching bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a punching bag, a punching line, or uh, – <laughs> <laughs> but so he's been, uh, you know, really just one of those players that you joke about when he's on your team. It's oh no, he had the whole thing with the Clippers where he played for his dad, and it was all all the Twitter jokes that you could always get. And for a couple of years, he played really, really bad. Another reason I loved him is his shot on 2K when he first came into the league was money. It was super easy. It was my my player shot. So all those things every year, I just kind of been been riding for Austin Rivers and hoping he can get it right. And now he's uh, he's balling out in the playoffs with the Rockets. Hopefully on his way to a bigger contract if he's only on a one-year deal. Uh, so he can really, really show what he's got. But I'm happy that my, my man's has been able to, uh, to prove the haters wrong. That is more airtime than Austin Rivers' career has ever deserved. He is a nepotistic piece of shit. It's cuddly. He doesn't even play for Doc anymore, you bitch. <laughs> He's so mad. Look at him. He's, he's, uh, he, he will never care about anything, but I question Austin Rivers once. That's the trigger. Uh, I want to say Grizzly. Yeah. No, I mean, don't. That's no, so th- weird. Here's the yep. thing. No, it's, it's not. It's... it's it's tough because he was he was damn good and he was damn good in college and so just because he shared his dad's last name it happened to be on his dad's team in the end like there were like all sorts of rumblings about it and he was really more of a tryhard um, to start and to prove people wrong and you kind of see it in these last couple years where he's just like screw it I'm just gonna play basketball because that's what I enjoy doing that's what I'm good at and he's you know he's found he's found himself a niche in the toughest place to play basketball so yeah it's it's grizzly you know. It's pathetically predictable. I, I knew Dylan was going to be the one to go to the nepotism well. And it's just completely inaccurate if you know anything about Doc and Austin's relationship. There barely any parentalness there. 
So to call it nepotism is just absolutely absurd. And I don't know why you're hating on the man who's got nothing but hate. You're always so contrarian and against the grain and not with popular opinion. But let's join in on the hate bandwagon because people are mad because he's got the same last name as a coach. Austin Rivers has always been fine. He's never not deserved a spot on an NBA team. He proved that when Chris Paul went down and he showed that he, he could be an NBA player if relied on. And he's shown that every time since then. And it was just ridiculous jealousy to ever think anything else. So that is extremely grisly. The guy who has always been my live and die, who everyone is now on the train for, including his own franchise, finally paying him what he deserves. It is the Russ bus. Russell Wilson. Son of a bitch. A hundred percent. I am the one who has been with this dude from the straight beginning to fit Ryan's description of this choice. Because even in his time at NC State, the criticism at the time, stupidly, was, oh, he's short, he ain't going to be crap. He is the only college player I have ever truly feared. I was scared of playing him. He was amazing at Wisconsin. In the third round, it was laughable. I knew right away that Seattle had a star. He is the, one of the smartest quarterbacks, one of the most durable. He has a wicked arm at, from deep, and he changed the game. Kyler getting the money that he's getting, getting drafted. Baker, all these short quarterbacks are able to get where they are because of this man. And anyone who says that that was always the case and everyone thought he was going to be that is full of themselves. Because I was there when everybody thought he wasn't going to be shit. And they were all wrong. I take umbrage with what you said, though, because I think Fran Tarkenton set the tone for this long before Russ Bus was ever even a thing. But <laughs> he's been... What? Yeah, he's six foot, a six-foot quarterback that scrambled like crazy and made... On the dime throws, Fran Tarkenton was doing that in the 70s for Fantastic. Minnesota. Fantastic. How, ma- how many guys under six foot were starters and getting drafted number one overall? Russ made that happen. Was Russ taken number one overall? No. Oh. And that's the whole point. Oh. No one was going to make Fran that mistake again. So, so these, so these men can't do it on their own. <laughs> No, I'm just messing with you. It's Grizzly. To see that back then, uh, you know, I hated him at Wisconsin. I'm sitting there screaming, he shouldn't even be here. This shouldn't even be allowed. Just give us the championship because Wisconsin's cheating. Uh, But he was fantastic that one year with Wisconsin, and he has turned it into, so far, a very damn good professional career. So I'm really sad right now because Russ Buss was mine. This was my Grizzly (laughs) take. So now I have to come up with a new one, and I don't have that long to do it. But regarding Dylan's, it's obviously extremely grisly. Uh, I uh, also take umbrage with what you said about paving the way. And I would hearken to more recentness with Drew Brees, who you should know no, all Drew Brees very is not well. The same quarterback. He's not the same quarterback, which is why it's even more impressive. Because Drew Brees proved that a short quarterback could do it without the mobility and the other abilities that Russ has. And Drew Brees is really the one that said, you know what? It's okay. You can draft a short quarterback. But no matter what happens, there will always be NFL teams that are height horse. And that just is what it is. It's never going to change. I was on Russ Bus bandwagon college, just like you. Hey, everyone saw it. Everyone saw it. The only reason people doubted him was his height. That was it. It was 100% his height because people are stupid. 
Grizzly, for as long as I've known you, you've been uh, Russell Wilson's number one fan. And then he just got a payday. I'm sure he sent you some type of check for all the belief that you've, <laughs> that you've given to him over the years. I'm sure he's appreciated it. And now that he's finally had sex, he can see the way. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm cheating. I got two. I can't decide between them, so I'm going to go real quick with them. No, uh, no, no, yeah, no. Sorry. Sorry. Deal with it's it. Fine. One is Kobe Bryant. The other is Rasheed Wallace. Kobe Bryant, what? rookie year, jacking what? up air ball after air ball what? after air ball in the playoffs, getting all sorts of flack from Laker fans all around me that this man is not the man. And I believed this man was going to be the man and fought with my co-Laker fans despite the air balls in Utah in the playoffs. And it turned out to be 100% correct. Rasheed Wallace, I loved from North Carolina. I liked him in Portland, even though I didn't like Portland. And when it happened and we got him, I felt it immediately that this was the difference of making us not just a playoff team, but a championship team. And he absolutely was. He was the leader in the clubhouse. He was the leader defensively. He is the reason Ben Wallace got his defensive player titles because Ben was able to slack off and help because Rashid was the on ball guy and he was fantastic and I was ride or die with both of them from the beginning Kobe Bryant and Sheed cuddly I'm not even going to dignify this with a real response alright Ryan <laughs> as cuddly the point was people people thought this person was bad Rashid was the fourth overall pick and throughout his entire career with the Blazers people knew this dude could ball even couldn't if he win a championship a head. couldn't win a championship couldn't win a championship with him. He had off-court issues. He had technical Couldn't foul issues. There was the so much crap about Rashid Wallace regarding how he's a bad egg and all this crap, oh. and I never bought into it, and I believed he was going to be great for Detroit, and he was. All right. So the Kobe thing, just, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> come on. Yo, you I guys, here's the thing. You guys weren't okay, alive. Hold on, hold on. You guys are I going know, on what I he know. became, well, not we what were. he we was. Were. What do you mean alive. we weren't alive? You were like, two we're and three. You were three. Again, hey, and you know what? Before you cut me off, I was going to say, you do have, like, actual firsthand experience. So I do understand it. It's just the idea of it is ridiculous to me. But the the Rashid thing, from everything I've heard, his time in Portland, people were like, why are the Pistons trading for this washed-up mother? He ain't going to mesh at all. So I totally get that. That's grizzly. The Kobe thing, though, I just, that's an inconceivable idea that anyone ever thought he was going to be anything other than what he was. So. There was plenty of talk that he was not that good, that he was just this Again, brash, cocky it. kid it's just not that wasn't that I good. Can't conceptualize. By the way, did you see Radulov just destroy Bennington? Yeah, I did. Jesus. I did. Uh, I, they're probably, I, if they win this, How are you this, not watching Denver, be, Portland? Because, because this, this is, is game seven game in overtime. Seven. Denver Portland yeah, has more basketball games. Washed up. He's averaging I just don't give a shit seven. about the stars. Who's saying also, he's washed up? Dylan said people were saying stars he's also, up. The stars also almost won that game. Like right yep. after that. Yep. They the almost had that shit. Yep. So since you stole one quarterback from me, I'm going to go to another quarterback. Yeah, another quarterback. Captain Kirk Cousins. I was actually super sad when Kirk Cousins got drafted because he went all the way in the fourth round and he went to where the number two overall pick, RG3, went, who I was also super hype on. And I was like, this dude is never going to see the field. And then RG3 had one of the best rookie seasons a quarterback's ever had. And I was like, God dang, Kirk Cousins is really never going to see the field. 
But then RG3 died, and Kirk Cousins got to see the field. And everyone saw what anyone in the, any Big Ten fan know. Because Kirk Cousins is a really good quarterback who was built for the NFL. And the funny thing about this is, is people still doubt Kirk Cousins right now. Like, people are still like, he's not going to win anything. He sucks. He's overpaid. Kirk Cousins, a really freaking good quarterback. Yeah, it's Grizzly. I remember a lot of his early time in Washington. There's a lot of people saying that he was bad. And to be fair, his early time in Washington, he he played pretty bad. Uh, A lot of turnovers. And... When when he came over to Minnesota, you know, he kept betting on himself, getting a franchise tag. I There's still people who doubt he can do it, but the uh, the people who think he can do it are the ones that paid him, and I guess that's that's all that mattered for him. But glad uh, glad for Kirk Cousins, of course. Go Spartans, my mans. Uh, I got to say, cuddly on the premise, I need to see this season before I say anything because it's starting to look like he's Matt Shaw. And if he's Matt Shaw, take it back. Then take it. Say anybody else. else. Take it back. That's the no. You're not allowed. I think you are a, too no, intelligent fairness, to say something perfect, like that. No, I think that's a no, perfect comparison. It's, no, it's not. Matt Shaw had, had you are really bad at years. comparisons, and that's one of your worst. I'm spot on, but <laughs> I, I I have a feeling it's going to be a Matt, a Matt Shaw type deal. Depends on how this year goes. I mean, I really do think he he has enough pride. That he's not going to just let this... this shri- He had an atrocious year. That is not the way to have a contract and to follow it up. He doesn't so have an offensive see. line yeah, he, at he all. He can't be as bad as Hold last on. year. Okay, but also one thing that does concern me going forward, as he gets older, he already doesn't have a great arm strength. And in an offense that has that many weapons, that also is going to be so predicated on him being accurate, if accuracy drops with age... Arm strength usually saves you. If he doesn't have it, we may be having a real issue with Kirk in the same way as Matt Schaub was. We will see. It's cuddly for now, but I can obviously be proven wrong and would love to be. Yeah, wake me up when he throws a pick six in four straight games. Uh, I mean, would you be that surprised if it happened? Yes! I mean, two, really? Yes, I would! In like two straight games in Washington, so... So you guys know Pro Football does this, uh, Pro Football Reference does a similar players type thing? Yeah. So his career, similarities of quality and shape. Colin Kaepernick, Derek Carr, Scott Mitchell, Mark Rippian. Scott Lucky, Mitchell! Chad Pennington, oh, no. Jameis Winston, Blake Bortles, David Carr, Stan Humphreys, and Marcus Mariota. Shit. It's a really interesting list. That's it's a very good. interesting What, there's one Super Bowl champion of that, Mark Rippin? Yeah, to be Rippin, fair, to be Scott fair. Mitchell was good, and then he got fat. No, well, no, in, Scott Mitchell was never that good. Yeah, I'm not trust my head on no, that. Hold, <laughs> no. no, in the context of when he played, he was one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm, no, he wasn't. Uh, other names on the Hell. list, but this is only uh, th- through three and four years. Jim Harbaugh, Roger Staubach, Case Keenum. Oh, no. <laughs> Ken Stabler, Dave Krieg. Oh, Ken Stabler's awesome. Stan Humphrey Scott. Yeah, well, Hunter, no. Red Ken Johnson. Stabler had a very weird, unique career. So, you know, that's if if Kirk if Kirk has the 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 sunset that Ken Stabler had, then it's fantastic for him. Um, a, a couple I was Josh Freeman and Matt Hasselbeck appearances. On I actually, record. I actually like the Roger Staubach comparison. Yeah, I don't think it's a fair comparison I, though. It's in the '60s when they didn't throw that much. Um, yeah, we, to, 
I was really I was really stoked when Kirk Cousins got drafted by Washington because I really believed he had a chance to outplay RG three for that spot. Oh, I think most of and us, we were like, what the heck? Yeah, I mean, you have a experienced quarterback that was the best we'd ever seen in East Lansing. Um, is still the best we'd ever seen in East Lansing. And oh, oh, that's that's for a different day. It is for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> no, you are the you are the only one in here that's gonna die in that goddamn hey, Connor Cook Hill. You're the A. Hey, I'm the I'm the only one with the evidence to back it up, but let's continue. Hey, here, no, 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 Can no, I finish thing, my right? part this of the grizzly your, take, please? Bro. Well, oh, just don't I'm say anything saying, else I mean, false. Damn. You'll be all set. <laughs> anyway. It's not his fault that he got paid like a top five quarterback when he's not a top five quarterback. Get that money. He played it very smart with the franchise tag, and then he got paid by Minnesota. He's not a top five quarterback. I don't know if he's a top ten quarterback, but he can become one if he starts making better decisions in crunch time because he has been known to give the game away when it matters, and he's got to fix that to become what he can become instead of what he has been. Hell of a receiving court. All right, and with that, we done. Next week, we got it. Our championship rounds, the final four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe bracket, uh, along with, of course, more NBA, NHL playoffs, and whatever else we can come up with that's going to happen throughout the week. Thank you again for listening to us. For Dylan Bear, for Paul Roshan, for Ryan Griffin, I'm Matt Bass, and we are Sports Connors. We'll be with you next week.